Legionnaires, and welcome to episode 119, the last official episode of 2022, RPG Digest. In this livestream formatted podcast, we provide deep dives, fundamentals, and overviews of tabletop role-playing games. Man, I'm going to have to adjust that for next year. And we yep. comment on the tabletop RPG hobby as a whole. I am John, Max Liao your favorite curmudgeon, critic, and judge. Along with me, as usual, is the man who transformed the Humanist Polis Club into the Empire of Humanity, Fred. <laughs> Ethan Dog Grissomer, how are you today, sir? Thank you, everyone. I am very proud. I've saved humanity. You know, one man cannot save the world. Unless that man is me. Thank you. Thank you. Down with DBs. <laughs> <laughs> no Christmas special. Uh, Triple Lake. Uh, Christmas the happens to fall on Sunday, which is, you know, Christmas, and I will be gone. I will be at family during this time that we're existing right now. So uh, if Max wants to do it alone, that's completely fine. But I will be remote in the jungles of Peru with my family. Hunting declawed panthers for ink and treasure, ink and treasure. Oh, so no, um, I, I may or may not stream next week. This is the last official one because, uh, well, we did. We missed a very, very important segment that I should recall Heathen Dog for. Cancel his leave. Uh-oh. What happened? There's one thing we didn't cover for Rips that we covered for every other game. Oh, character create. No, we did that, didn't we? We didn't do character create? Shit. So, um, instead of getting an A for this year, Heathen Dog gets a, a B plus for incomplete homework. Yeah, yeah, we didn't create a character. <laughs> well, how about this? I'll create a character and I'll give it to you, so you can you can do it on Christmas Day. <laughs> Merry Christmas, bitches! Here's a Rips character. Guess what? It's a city rat. Deal with it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't care. Uh, so, yep, yeah, Heathen Dog is a slacker. That's right, Hungar. That's right. Um, and there's a question up above. I start. I already started comment. You believe that? Jesus, uh, so do you ever reschedule the interview with Kevin and Sean? Not yet. No. Uh, I'm not going to contact them until probably the middle of January. See how they're feeling. See how things are. Uh, um, they did a stream the other day. I don't know who that channel was, but they did a stream the other day. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, they talked to some people that I probably wouldn't talk to. Really? Is that bad? As soon the second I see pronouns in somebody's fucking oh yeah, they're they're wrong people. Yep. Yeah. So uh, there there was that, and uh, it was mo it seemed to be mostly about Savage Worlds riffs stuff. So oh, oh. even Darker. as it uh, I think Fat Gamer and they said uh, Max is gonna throw his mouse at somebody now. It's like no, I just don't give a shit about the Savage Worlds stuff. It's Ethan Dog that gets angry about it. <laughs> yeah, I, Savage World, fine. Stay in your fucking lane. Stay yeah. in your lane. Well, it lost one of its lanes. Good. It lost uh, Solomon Kane. Hey, you know what? If if uh, if you spend all your time ruining other people's stuff and not time building up your own thing, you deserve to die. <laughs> well, well, to be fair, Savage Worlds does have its own thing. It does have its own uh, IPs, and some of them are pretty good. But with that said, yeah, uh, Savage Worlds Rifts is not Rifts. Savage Worlds Pathfinder is not Pathfinder. I don't even like Pathfinder. I'd probably rather play the Savage World Pathfinder version. 
Actually, not probably. I would rather play because Savage Worlds isn't a bad game, but it's not Pathfinder. Savage Worlds Earth Done is not Earth Done. So, anyway, shouldn't exist. Um, yeah. So no, no, I haven't rescheduled yet. Like I said, I'm going to give them time to you know get through the holidays and so forth. I'll reach out in uh, in January and we'll see where we are with that. Finally, says everything Savage Worlds overhyped. Well, it's a simplistic. No, 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 no. It meets a niche for a lot of people. It isn't overly complicated. It has uh, fairly decent development. I wouldn't call it a story game, but it definitely leads in that direction where things are simpler. Just what do you want to do? Roll die. You know, there isn't a lot of thinking. God, I, I, I'm I'm trying not to use words that just are totally disparaging because it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it doesn't require as much thinking. We'll say right. as trying to and looking up and referencing and so forth. Right. The the system itself is on the simple side and that leaves a lot of room for world building and mm-hmm. uh, and you know role playing events to happen that you can easily fit in anywhere be- because the the rules are simplistic enough to where you can fit in almost any situation and you know Yeah, you know it's it's a general there, there's a general idea of how that's going to go you know so it's it's it, it moves toward creativity i get it I get it, you know, but I don't like it. That's it. Wow. <laughs> well, to be fair, he already oh. got your bonus that you gave on Friday. So, uh, oh, there you go. You did see I paid you, right? Yes, I did. You can thank Heath, uh, Crafty for that because that. Could... Thank you, Crafty. <laughs> uh. Oh, did Margaret Weiss do card? You know, uh, you, if here we go. Let's just let's not even have a segmented show today. No, uh, if you want to hear me rant about something, no, because I don't care. I don't. I don't. I don't care anymore. But something that really, really bothered me for the longest time. It's this. Oh. Okay. Sovereign stone. Why is that? Because this is the right sovereign stone. This is the okay. real sovereign stone. Sure. This is not the D20 bullshit Sovereign Stone that they turned it into after 3rd Edition got popular. Yeah. that's I, I've never seen a, a good system try and jump on the, the D20 coattails and actually work. I've never seen it. This, this, this game, we never played it. We were going to play it, um, but I think a couple people started getting orders and PCS'd out mm. uh, when, we, when they're still in the Air Force. We looked at it and we we're like, hey, we should check it out. I mean, we knew we weren't going to do a campaign, but we wanted to try it out because, you know, Don Perrin, Lester Smith, it's got Elmore Art, it's got Weiss and Hick or Weiss or Hickman, I forget which one it is involved. Um, okay, yeah. Oh, no, it's both of them. It's uh, Larry Elmore, Margaret Weiss, and Tracy Hickman. Okay. Uh, a lot of names that you might remember Jeff Grubb, you know, James M. Ward, whatever you think of them, who cares? But uh, anyway, yeah. A lot, lot of those. Uh, folks involved and then i was trying to get my folks after i got at the air force i was trying to get my friends in minnesota like you guys should check it out it's you know it's a dnd derivative it's something different but you know if something like earth dawn is too much too complex too different fine um let's check out sovereign stone and the only version i was like what's this d20 stuff sovereign stone isn't d20 i did like go home go through my books find this one i was like hey, what the hell and from that point forward i could never find this edition again
And my point is, stay in your lane. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not as big of a deal for me now, but, uh, uh, you know, in the early 2000s, that is something that really, really angered me. Uh, I don't know. I didn't see that name. Can't, wait a minute. Hold on. Hunger, 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 sir. No, bad. Mongolian dwarves, samurai else. Yep. Yep. <laughs> rant, rant. No, it's I'm too tired to rant today. Also, it's RPG Digest. It's not Friday Night Chill Stream. We can do that. It's just, it's con the, the issue is conceptually. Conceptually, I don't like it when games jump on the next big thing. I mean, we kind of told that, well, we didn't the last time he's on, but the first time he's on, we kind of told that to Mark McKinnon. <laughs> like, we mean anime 5e. Why are you doing that? He's just, he was, Totally honest, like money, money. Yeah, <laughs> D D twenty is projected to sell more, so I'm gonna make money. Yeah, but, um, but that's also that, that that is exactly what he said about his first attempt going into D twenty. It was a colossal failure by his own admission. It was a colossal failure. So why, so why do it again? Well, this this time it'll work. I don't know. Um. Maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, the five E bandwagon, and, and I will never it, it, accept the excuse in a hobby. And here, let's see here. It just came out, so I, I don't know how well it done, how well it's done so far. This is but, a uh, bullshit statement, right here, by Omen. I get what he's saying, but this is the corporatist side of it, and games should not be corporatist. As somebody who's pro corporation, games should not. I, we're going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about the corporatization of D and D in in segment two today. And uh, yeah, it's it's never good. It's never good. If you're just going, if you're just producing something to sell, to make money, and that's it, you may do it, you may not, but it's either way, it's going to be shit. I mean, he's right. To be fair, he is right. No, you have to sell <laughs> it if you want to, you know, if you want to keep going, you have to sell, make money. That's true. That's absolutely true. But if it's, that's all you're doing, it's just a money grab your product is going to be shit and it's going to tarnish your brand for years. You're, you're trading a little bit of money now for all the money in the future. And that's a bad trade. It's always a bad trade. Dead and dying. All right. Is that, is that what we're calling D and D now? Dead and dying. Yep. <laughs> that's nice. <clears throat> but, and one of the things we're going to talk about uh, in, in the second part of segment two is uh, actually goes into, okay, let's look at this at least somewhat objectively in terms of the corporate side of it, but I don't want to, I don't want to get too deep into that now. Um, yeah. What, what were we talking about beforehand? I don't even know how we got on that. Oh, well, we were talking about Kevin and Sean possibly coming on the show again. Yeah. Well, uh, again, we'll, re we'll reach out. It's all going to be based on schedule. I've been turned down by a couple other people recently. So uh, we have nobody planned for next year. And I know people keep throwing names at me. Hey, get this artist on. I don't know who that is. Got a YouTube channel, 15 followers. I don't care about his YouTube channel size, but I looked at his art. I would have nothing good to say. Well, he does OSR, so you should like him. No. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, That's, hey. as, as a matter of fact, I want you to replace he does, he does OSR, so you should like him. Re replace he is white, so you should like him. That's racist, son. <laughs> That's racist. Get out. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at other folks to possibly talk to and, and uh, try to reach out to. But again, you know, I mean, we're still in the culture war and there's going to be a bunch of people in this hobby that will not talk to 
talk to yeah. us. Just because yeah. we think wrongly. No, we think correctly. They all think no, wrongly. No. To, to them to the, and, yeah. and Twitter. But yeah, here we go. Uh, everything was converting to D20. Yeah, that was about 10 years ago. A little more than that, 10, 15 Oh, no, about ago. 20 years ago. Yeah, once they oh. saw the popularity of it, yeah. Yeah, I still have Stormbringer and Call of I have Call of Cthulhu. I never, didn't buy it, didn't steal it. I won it at the, what's that? I was waving to hunger. He's got to stop. Oh, okay. I, I won it at uh, at Gen Con. I read it and I was like, <laughs> no. Yeah, there, there's a, I, I, you know, Omen, I would say he doesn't like the D20 system for the most part. There's some really inventive D20 systems. Well, I don't like the D20 for things that we, I've been, I feel like I've been repeating a lot over the last like three, four weeks. I don't like the D20 system because it doesn't know how to be a skill based system or a class based system. It's trying yeah. to do both and it fails. Yeah, and and it's just not but i like it well then you're a lowest common denominator type player that wants to play a spreadsheet or or a character sheet not a spreadsheet a character sheet and not a game so okay the the only d20 game i played and enjoyed was star wars but i think the only reason i enjoyed it is because unlike max i didn't like the the d6 game i didn't like it okay that's just that's that's bad talk. that's wrong thing <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I just, I didn't like it. So I, I played the Star Wars D20 version and it was based on what, 3.5, 3? 3035 on the two, yeah. Yeah, 3035 based on one of those. Uh, oh no, uh, first edition was 3.0, second edition was 3.5. And I, I played second edition. And uh, I liked it better. Mm. D, the D6 system really captures the original trilogy. I can understand if you're doing like a prequel thing, that that makes more sense to play in the D20. Uh, but the the original the D six West End game system really really captures the original trilogy better. So it kind of goes like if you're playing like an old Republic type thing. That's I would exactly what we it, did. Yeah. That's okay. Exactly that that I, makes more sense. Than, yeah, yeah. We 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 started at the end of the last Sith War, which was a thousand years before yeah. the original series, and then uh, and then we uh, time jump because we uh, uh, blind. I remember you. Jump. I remember you yeah. telling me about that. Yeah, it was a blind <laughs> hyperspace jump, and. Uh, and we we ended up in the uh, in the prequel era. Okay. So we were still, you know, episode one, two, three. We were, we were still before a new hope, and that's what we played. So yeah, but by your definition, yeah, then it fits better. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's got more power creep to it. It's it's fa uh, fancier, I guess you'd say. I mean, it's just it. Yeah. It's got and more I can't, I, Yeah, I can't argue, and I can't argue that that side of it. All right, let's um. Let's uh, you should identify with the worst. Oh, identify the worst. No, no, no. I already saw right. the list of the best RPG games of the year, and I couldn't even get through half. First of all, like half of them weren't even RPGs. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh God, the worst RPG. See, I, I. That's another thing. OGGM, for example, mm. I'll watch OGGM's videos. Sure. I don't watch his this week in Kickstarters or <laughs> whatever the hell it is. Like, I don't care. And then when like these uh, the any awards come out, like look at these games that people are going to vote on, and I look at the names of the games, and I'm like, no, those those aren't role playing games. Those are fetish games. Those are those are games just to clickbait for for attention on the book cover to get five people to buy it. And then oh look, a game nobody ever played it was Alice and something like some sort of Alice in Wonderland, some shit. I don't know what the hell it was. Was I think was that last year? Game of the year. How many people bought it? Four. Oh, thousand, oh. right? <laughs> oh, speaking of kick Kickstarter like games, what about uh we we have to read and review uh Whitechester? 
Yeah, I'm, I've, 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 I've read it, and it is very well written. I have not read it yet. I, I have it next to me. I've paged through it. I like the layout of it. Uh, mm. I've read like certain paragraphs of it, but I haven't, I haven't digested it at all. I've been working on too many other things. But yes, I have it right here. And uh, definitely, we're going to cover this at some point. It'll be a segment two, probably. Uh, Why won't it be a segment one? I already have plans for segment one, so there. And I know at some point there, you're going to need or want a break. Um, or not. Uh, I mean, we could do it in between a game. I mean, just be a one-day thing. Plus, I want to reach out to Grim anyway. I mean, I think Grim should be on when we talk about his game. Really? What if you don't like it? I'll tell him I don't like it. Right to his face? Yeah. He's, he's British. He, he, has, he has very little emotional control. He could cry. <laughs> I don't think Grim will cry. That that uh, stiff upper lip thing doesn't work anymore. See, it's funny it, you it, say it, that because it was, you, it was all it was all attached to the soul of the queen. Why why are you making the assumption that I'm not going to like it? I mean, unless because it's you're a, you, unless it's a book full of zombies. <laughs> because you're you, he's British, and he's going to use they. Well, I, I I just excuse their lack of uh, understanding. I mean, <laughs> we beat them in a war, and you know, and they haven't recovered from it. <laughs> So, yeah, that's right. Some backwards yokels. Whoop your ass. What do you want? <laughs> uh, no, uh, I so far what I've read, I've actually liked. So I just don't I haven't put the pieces together. I have not taken the time to digest it all. And and I saw that he's got like a history lesson in there and so forth. Just haven't done that. But yes, we will cover that. I, I do want to reach out to him. though. Um. So what's that? Omar Hawkman says, Whitechester is awesome. Also pay attention to email updates from Grim. Those have stuff. It's add-on. I, no. <laughs> no. And, 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 and here's my point. It's nothing about Grim. Get really irked when people say things like, oh, in order to understand Star Wars, you have to watch the Clone Wars cartoon. No. No, I don't. <laughs> Put it in your movies. Make it digestible in your movies. Or no. And then I actually got this from Garthon. Like, I remember him arguing about this. Like, I shouldn't have to read books. I shouldn't have to get the errata. Well, okay, if there's errata to, to fix things, that's one thing. But I shouldn't have to get a weekly digest update to understand WTF is going on. That, that should be a complete book. I, I, I'm pretty sure it is. It's thick. But, no. I, I shouldn't have to go out searching for stuff or be on people's mailing lists. I cancel mailing lists. As soon as I buy something, like, oh, look, buy this from the store you just bought from. Delete spam. Kickstarters, once I once I uh, put my money in for them and I get the item, if I keep getting messages from them, spam. Like, I'm done. I got your crap. I don't want any more. Uh, put, out your, put out your revised notes. Have a blog and I'll look at it if I feel like it. No. Okay. Apparently, Mark Hawkman says he's not, he's not adding lore stuff. It's more additional content. Like, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he's saying, but from from what it sounds like, he's he's doing like, oh, this is a you know bonus, bonus uh, mini scenario or whatever. Yeah. It wouldn't fit in the book, so here you go. That's why you hated Dragonlance. What? Oh, you talking about the modules? If you're talking about the modules, I get it. Other than that, that makes no sense because that's what they are. They're novels. I mean that's cool. I mean he should have like a blog or something that he puts that stuff on. Then I like I, I to be honest, I have not received any emails from him, so I'm probably not on his emailing list. 
But to be fair, I don't join email lists. It's one of the reasons, like, people have asked me in the past, none recently, but in the past, like, you should have an email list. And I tried it, I think it was at the beginning of 2020. But it's, it's like the same thing. So Heathen Dog knows this little story. You know I sucked at sales. Yep. I, I get kudos for being a trainer, but I suck donkey balls at sales. Why? Because as soon as I look at the script, I know it's a script. And I'm like, no, I'm not saying this to anybody. Well, this is what works. I, I'm not saying this because the second I hear somebody say this to me, I'm the scam, scam, scam. And I, I tune out. I don't want to hear you anymore. That's why you don't want intelligent people in your sales team. Yeah. Because most people are not intelligent. And this, this script will work. Yep. It works. Because most people are dumb. Well, it's also some brute force in there as well. You get nine people tell you no, and one people go, hmm, that's the person you got. Like, oh, gotcha, gotcha, hook, line, and say, no, no. But, see, uh, you're, see you're, you're, you're burdened with a problem. Intelligence is an asset until you couple it with uh, caring about other people. Then, then that, is, that becomes a boat anchor in life. If you're intelligent, you have to not give a shit about other people, and then you keep winning over and over and over again. You take advantage of people. They go down with, with, their, with your boot on, on their neck. They die. You profit. Move on. Pissing on their grave is a little, little too much. Don't be a dick, but just move on. Stop caring about other people, and you'll win in life. You care about people. It's low-key, but you care. That's your problem. I care, I care about myself in that regard. Like, seriously, I used to tell when I was doing the, the financial planning stuff, I used to tell my company, like, you do realize that I go shopping at three in the morning to avoid people, right? Like, I've got the one guy out there with the, with the, with the pallets putting stuff up and maybe two other people in there coming off a, mid, you know, a midnight shift. Like, no, you got to change it. You got to go when there are people there and talk to people. And like, no, if somebody talks to me, look, I don't know how you guys are about some of this stuff, but I got I got mad at somebody at work uh, three, four months ago because I'm trying to take a leak and he's talking to me. Dude, I don't talk to me when I'm pissing. That's just bad etiquette. In, in the bathroom, you shut the hell up. You do your business and you leave. Yeah, exactly. Un unless unless someone is actively in danger, you don't talk to him. And then I'm still going to shake three times. and <laughs> Like, I... I don't get this. Like when I'm, if I see somebody and this is exactly a scenario that they gave me, it's like, okay, imagine that you're there and you see somebody squeezing fruit. Just talk to them. Well, that's a great melon you squeeze in there. Oh, come on, John. You know better than that. Like, no, I don't. I'm not. If somebody starts talking to me when I'm squeezing the fruit, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking? Mind your own goddamn business. What about when you're in line and the cashier's still ringing the person up in front of you? I'm in my own head. If somebody talks to me, I'm think first thing I'm thinking is, what do you want? Why are you talking? Are you trying to rob me? The fuck is going on? Go away! I don't trust people. So, so yeah. Uh, anyway, the the I forgot where the stem from. Oh, the mailing list. I, I don't join people's mailing list because to me they're scams. Oh, I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna get one more sale out of them. <laughs> like, fuck you, you are. Like, if I want something, I'll go searching for it. Oh. Anyway. See, and then there's Crafty here, who is, who's, who's also in the wrong think department, because management thinks they know how to sell better than a salesperson in front of a customer. Okay, see, Crafty, they're, they're, I see your problem. 
you are confusing good salesmen with everyone else. A good salesman who has experience and talent does not need a script or a list of instructions to get a lot of sales because they're good. That's up here. Everyone from here down is either a fair salesman, average guy, or complete douchebag. These guys, if you give them a script, they'll succeed more than fail. You don't give them a script, they'll just die hungry in a hole somewhere because they're not <laughs> making any sales whatsoever. So no, the scripts work. If your talent is greater than that, awesome, good for you. But you are not the norm. You are not a salesperson. You are an exception. That's good to see most of chat agrees with us. <laughs> like, maybe it's a gamer nerd thing. Maybe we're all a little introverted, autistic or something, you know, where it's like, stay away, stay away, stay away. I just, I, nope, that, for I'm me, the it's opposite. A, I'm the opposite. For, when I, I go shopping, I make sure to talk to people. I make it fun. For me. I don't care about you. See, I don't care about people. See, that's this this thing. I don't care about people at all. I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way to hurt them, but I'm not going to go into my way to care about them either. It's not going to happen. So when I go shopping, it is a boring, mundane activity. Yep. I have a list. I go get the list. It's going to suck unless I make it fun. So I make it fun by screwing with people. Screw yeah. the wrong person. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I target. I target. I, I can see a Karen a mile away. Nope. Get around there. Nope. Move, move around. The best target for me, the best target that always gives me a good time, never takes it the wrong way, and is always in good, jolly fun. Guess what demographic that is? I think I've told you before. I no, I don't think so. Or if you have, I don't remember. Old black people. No. A black man or woman, 55 or more. If you screw at them and then you and then you you let them know it's a joke at the end, they're like, oh God, they're like so relieved. They're they're happy about it. I don't have and time for that. I, I have my list and I'm pop, 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 get the fuck out. Like that's I've got other things I want to be doing. This way my wife shops, not me. Because <laughs> I'm I'm in uh, I'll go to Amazon if I can before I go to a store. No, I see I I go to Sam's Club and sometimes you're just in line forever. That's just how it is. Uh, apparently not here. Apparently she's got some sort of app that just boop, 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 boop. This how much you owe. Oh, there's your credit card. She just walks the fuck out. Okay. Well, if, if you get the plus membership, you can do that. Oh, maybe that's what she did. That's a hundred bucks a year rather than 30. And the only benefit is you, you can do the, the remote shopping and have everything ready when you get there. Sometimes I've heard sometimes it doesn't work and uh, you, you can get in an hour or so early. On, on no, she doesn't have that. She just has the app where she scans it in and she picks it up. And and once she's done, I think she hits done, pays for it. They look at her cell phone to make sure that she bought the stuff and then she walks out. Hmm. I don't think she pays extra for that, but I could be wrong. The, re the reason I say that is because when I went there the one time and it's in a shithole. Oh, God, it's Montgomery's a shithole city. Um, I brought uh, I went there to finally pick up my card. <laughs> they didn't they ran out of the right type of card so i got like the elite card or whatever like when you come back next time you need to get the right card but i'll give you this one for now i'm like i'll just keep the elite card i don't know what you're talking yeah, about all right <laughs> or or whatever it's called i'm like 
first of all, I'm probably never going to be back before this thing expires. Number one. Number two, um, since this works, what is the downside of me just holding on to this? Probably none. And I bet you there's an upside or two. There's probably a time where I could just flash it and be, oh, okay, sir, go on. Uh, that is uh, when you want to get in pre-hours for, for the plus members only. You flash mm -hmm. the card and you can get in. And there's like 20 people in the whole store. Except that's at 8 a.m. And I don't want to get up at 8 a.m. on a Saturday. I don't need that. All right. <laughs> I don't need that nonsense. All right. We talked a lot about weird stuff. Let's uh, let's actually talk about what we're supposed to be talking. Okay. Uh, let, well, first thing we're supposed to be talking about is, oh, look at that. A live stream schedule. What and uh, I noticed you only had three people last night. What happened? Uh, Mark Hawkman had family stuff to do. So uh, we were so we, we we took the opportunity to grind for uh, for crafting items. Okay. Well, there you go. You can see our schedule. People who are watching right now, this doesn't go on the video side of it. So people who are watching. You guys already know our schedule by now. And there we go. But but I will say thank you because I care. Heathen Doug says I care. No, so. well, he he does care about people. He just hates being disappointed by them, so he stays away from them. That's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> I just don't like people in my business. I don't, you know. <laughs> I'm to be fair. Uh oh, a little little deep talk here. I'm a little narcissistic, and little? what I mean what I mean by that is honestly, nine times out of ten, I really don't give a shit what other people have to say. <laughs> like just wasting my time. Like, oh, okay, that's nice. Anyway, as I was saying. <laughs> hey, I'm, uh, I'm actually, I, I was actually diagnosed narcissistic by a, by a legit shrink. He was, an, he was an army shrink either, so he had no skin in the game. Narcissistic, antisocial, and manipulative. Oh. That's, that's why I couldn't get a top secret clearance the right way. Maybe that's what took, it, took him so long to give me mine. No. <laughs> had, had to get it the cheat way. The cheat way? Yeah. Be completely vital to the project so they grudgingly have to give you a, a little uh, waiver so you can have the top seat cleared so you could work on the equipment. Oh, so you had an interim then. You didn't have the real. Oh, it, it just kept getting renewed while I was there. All right. Every six months, I think. Something like that. Yeah, you, you could uh, maybe for basic top secret, you can do that. You certainly cannot do that for SCI. No, I had. I, well, I had a TSSCI because I was a security police augmentee and I had to be on the flight line and I had to be around the Air Force One hangar. Yeah, then there's no there's no way you were just you can't be interim for an SCI. OK. So, otherwise, I would have been. Okay. <laughs> like, I had to go over a year for that nonsense. I mean, unless they've changed it, but, uh, you know. That, that's a pretty SCI is pretty uh particular about things. Uh where are we here? Oh yeah, hey, want to thank our subscribers. We want to thank the people who are in shock like Baldahar right now. In shock. Yeah, he says he's in shock. He said there is a shock. He's yeah, he's, he's disassociated from himself. Oh my god. <laughs> uh what else do we have coming out here? Oh yeah, uh we have can you tell him a little tired? Uh, we have uh, our locals. I've been starting to use that a little bit more now. Pretty much the same way I use Twitter, which is just post. <laughs> hey, we got this coming up. Bye. Um, Streamlabs. What did I do? There's something I'm thinking. About. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, I, I, I tied Legion of Myth to my LinkedIn account because I figured oh, I, I don't, I don't want to have another job in my life. So, 
So if you're on LinkedIn, you can find, uh, I don't know if it's under RPG Digest or Legion of Myth. I forget, but uh, look up, but <laughs> I tied my LinkedIn account to me. Just We're looking for uh, free interns. Yeah, there you go. Well, I figured I, I I check first to see if there are other tabletop gamers on there, and there are one uh, who violence solves everything is you know fighting with today. Uh, so I figured if that asshole can be on there, I can too. Yeah, why not me? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> anyway, I also thank those of you who donate money, whether you're a backer or you're a, a subscriber on was it Twitch or a member on YouTube or somebody. We've actually got a couple of email donations from people. Thank you very much. You guys are awesome. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever else you got going on. Uh, <laughs> what? Tweet. <laughs> so, but uh, thank you very much for that, you guys. Uh, you know, you're keeping the lights on to some degree. And uh, you're actually going to hopefully, if I get the stuff done in time, you're going to see some of that pay off a little bit next year with some of the things that uh, I plan on doing with Legion of Myth. You probably won't notice. No. <laughs> things like graphics and so forth that I don't want to do anymore uh, anywho thank you very much and you can see our charity there I'm I'm, I'm done this <laughs> just no desire today somebody help me I'll help, help me alright for segment one today Heathen Dog is going to energize me somehow as he uh, regales us and talks to us and Gives us joy and laughter of the festivus season. I hate that term, by the way. Uh, uh, and as he goes through and talks about the year of Palladium books, and I love the mistake I have on this uh, image here. So we never covered Ninjas Spies. and Super Spies. Yeah. <laughs> I was excited for a second. I got the book right here. <laughs> we can do it right now. And no, we did cover Beyond the Supernatural, though, and Nightbane. That's so, well, I didn't know what we were going to cover, so I just put books in there, and I wanted something, you know, with a little color in it. Hey, guess what Ninja Super Spice has? It has some color in it. But, uh, anywho, where he's going to talk to us about what we learned, what we liked, what we didn't like, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. Year in review of Year of Palladium Books, and I will just chime in as, uh, you know, I see fit. Of course, want to have links to our things. Check our description. We have a charity we support. You guys have heard about RPG Digest. And segment one, yada yada. All right, we're ready to go. Yep. The best intro ever. There you go. Good deal. So what's our first book? Are we going to go in order? If you want to. It's, yeah, why This not? is your show, your portion of the show. So. All right. Order it is. I already have the uh, um, Mechanoids book up. You want me to share it? If you want, uh, yeah, I didn't know if you were going to share anything. You can, yeah. Okay. I just thought we were going to talk about stuff, but share stuff. Oh, it's good to have a visual aid. So we will present arms. Boom. There it is. The Mechanoid Invasion Trilogy. This is a, uh, we did the original, which was a, a three book, hence trilogy. That's how it works. And uh, it started off strong and to me ended up a little weak. Now, here's the when I say start off strong, I mean, we are it, we are presented with the Palladium uh, type game system for the first time. And it, it was actually pretty good. I mean, uh, it was very simplistic. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you move down here, you can see that uh, we have 
a uh, bit of palladium history this is this is the rebook this is the reprint so it goes into history a little bit there was no history when this came out because it was first and it talks about hit points and the sdc is new it just had hit points before <laughs> when they first came out uh armor rating dodge incapacitating a foe blah blah all this stuff and it gives gives operation uh occupational character classes and they're all they're almost all just uh straight up fighters because the uh the the world that was we were introduced in is a world where uh this version of humanity which isn't from earth the humans you know grew up on a different planet in some other galaxy somewhere and they are they are in uh well heated battle uh to the to the death theirs <laughs> with uh, with a, a race of of biomechanical psionic gods and they're losing so uh because that's what fight... happens when you fight biomechanical psionic gods exactly you know and if you can't fight gtfo you know so these are these are mostly mostly uh uh fighter type man-at-arms type occs which i get it's fine now the problem is later on at the end of book two or beginning of book three they introduced a kind of magic sort of sort of magic and uh, you had to you had to basically be a be a priest of these aliens or something. I remember it was, rogue, was that those rogues. Yeah, yeah, it was it was weird. I, for, I forgot about this already. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I didn't like it. I thought it was weird. But again, this was the very, very first printing of a Palladium thing. So Kevin was still trying to feel out what was going on later on when he did Palladium Fantasy. He changed up magic to make it actual magic, not just like, you know priest in a in a different in a different suit if you remember that he and people uh, uh two things that were uh knocking him on this book or the original version uh, of the books right was he sold it for too cheap yep so oh you're not charging enough so people this game must suck yeah, yeah and uh what was the other um oh and people are like what's the point you're gonna lose lose scenario because they wouldn't wait for the the other publications to come out because he's limited in you know his pages and so forth what he could do so people are like this is not a happy there's there's no win at the end of this and he's like hold on hold on hold on fat gamer says it looks like I just got a spray tan I did I did just get a spray tan this is this is normal lighting orange I dog just, bad I, I just I just wanted some you know POC privilege. No, it's not true. You're actually right. Yeah, it's it's and there we go. <laughs> Normal lighting. Happy now? Yeah. All right. So the the another good thing about this trilogy is that as you go through the books, it doesn't just add more stuff. It actually adds more story. There is a progression from oh my god, we're being attacked. Oh my god, we have to run away off this planet. The only way to run, the only place to run to is aboard one of the mechanoid motherships. And then the third book is you're existing on the mechanoid mothership. Rats and rats in a, a, a maze kind of thing. Well, that's how, that's how I always envisioned that part was like, I could just picture the people coming out of their own little mouse hole going, are they around? Are they around? Got to tap into a water pipe or we're going to, we're going to, you know, die of dehydration stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, when it gave you new things like new OCCs or new powers or new abilities, it was because of the story. The story advanced and introduced the possibility of these things, and then the book gave it to you. 
I like that. You know, it, it, it keeps the story on track and you know exactly what you as a game master know exactly where the story is headed and you can plan appropriately. So what is your, uh, what's your positive takeaway of the Mechanoids trilogy? What do, what do, other than it being, oh, what was the first? So it actually started everything, but, but what, yep. what did it, what did it do for Palladium in your mind, looking back at it? Uh, that was the net benefit of, of Mechanoids other than it just being the first published. Okay. Uh, for, for a brand new game in a, in a brand new gaming company, it, it was really brave that it started, it, it went with all these new ideas, mm -hmm. the idea of an occupational character class where everyone has to, has to learn these skills and you can have these other skills on your own to round out your character how you want, but you're, you are not a, a trooper unless you have all the skills of a trooper. I like that. I mean, you could say, oh, no, but D&D &D had that, too. You know, everyone, a fighter has all the same abilities, stuff like that. But skills, when when it actually came out, uh, skills becoming actually important in second edition, uh, there, there there was no continuity between fighters. There, there was no forced continuity. You could get any skills you want. Didn't matter. There was no, there was no like, oh no, you're a fighter. So like, you, know, you have to get these skills and then you can only get these skills afterward because getting any other skills wouldn't make any sense. No, Play you could have a fighter that had dance and pantomime and, and, uh, and, uh, the, the fishing with palm fronds. You could do that. It doesn't help you be a fighter. It doesn't make sense. A fighter would have that. But you could well, do it. If you're a knight, you might have something like that because you have to do the ballroom dancing and etiquette stuff, mm -hmm. you know. So maybe. Uh yeah. with with palladium, to me, it's the only, and I stress the word only. That uh, doesn't mean there might be some I haven't come across, but it's the only one I've come across that succeeds at being a hybrid skill-based, class-based game. I don't know of any other hybrid skill-based, class-based game that works well and part of that is what a lot of people don't like about palladium combat and skills are separate d20 versus percentile dice also skills are related to the occ right like like uh, what's the skill list for palladium a couple hundred i mean i don't know what the actual number is but a, a couple hundred yeah. couple hundred skills you're never gonna have anywhere you maybe not even a, well you have but maybe about a tenth of those right but that's because they're super focused to what you want to do or can do based in your OCC. You're going to yeah, have I the mean, certain certain group that you must have. Well, and uh, mechanoids, I don't think had the three different no, core. No, but, no. But uh, me mechanoids didn't have a lot of skills. True. I mean, it was the first book. There wasn't a lot of skills to be had. Right. To be fair. But the, but they're all they're all tied in with the specific OCC. Yeah. I mean, in 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 this instance, it's because you you didn't have a whole lot of non matted arms OCCs because you're in a war, right? So all of your skills were, you know, people weren't going to teach you basket weaving because we've got crazy psionic bi biomechanical gods killing us. Unless that you're... basket weaving makes my tinfoil hat. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if that basket weaving deflects laser beams, yeah, I'll teach that all day. But uh, if not, then no, man, you're, you're learning how to, how to clean and maintain a rifle. <laughs> Shut the hell up. So I, you know, in 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 a in a foxhole, no no one's gonna you know teach someone else how to sing, and and think it's gonna help people. It's not. 
It'll help morale. No, because Robo the singing check? guy's dead. <laughs> singing a singing guy dies first, so don't do that. So yeah, I mean, uh, it was it was very it was very focused. There wasn't a whole lot of wiggle room. It's not a real world. It's it's a very very enhanced scenario. Okay. So we haven't gotten into any world building yet, which Palladium became famous for. But the scenario is so is so well written and so strong. Sometimes it feels like a, a world building, but it's not. So what would you say the the negative side of mechanoids is then? The negative side of mechanoids is that you don't have a whole lot of freedom of character creation. Like I said, you are you are in a Terminator dystopian future type thing. You're you're a fighter or you're a hapless victim. That's basically it. Well, I don't want to role play a hapless victim, so here I am with my with my rifle and my gun, right? So there it is. So you don't have a lot of variety in what in what you can choose to be. That's okay. the biggest weakness of of Mechanoids, the original trilogy. So so I've, I've got I've got a, I got one to add to that, but this isn't a negative for everybody. But it is going to be a negative for a lot of people. The especially between the three books themselves, there isn't a lot of content in the True. book in in black and white. Yeah, There's like I said, it's a big scenario. That's it. Right, right. It's a big scenario. So if you're waiting on that next pamphlet to come out, or you're trying to turn this into a campaign, you are going to have to do a lot on your own. Yes. Now, some people are going to be like, thank God, finally. Yes. No, you and I, we're, we're, we're there. I'm with you, buddy. But well, most this came people, out in the time where modules were king. But most people are going to look at that and be like, it's not giving me enough. I can't do anything with this. And because they, they want to play it exactly as is and not understand that Heathen Dogs Mechanoids game can be totally different than my Mechanoids game. Because I went this route with it, or the characters went this route with it. Uh, sure, we're going to end up in certain same places, right? We're going to start with the being on, on the planet that's getting destroyed. Then we're going to be in the spaceship. And then, well, there is kind of an ending that I won't spoil. I mean, it's only been 40 years. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler. But in between there, how we get to those points. Is completely up to the game master. Yep. And there is no pre-path for you. And uh, Nerdy Ogre says, Mechanoids sure. never made my imagination pop. I understand. Like I yeah. said, it's a big scenario. It's not a world. There is not a lot of imagination required, necessary, or even called for. Because th this, this is on a, a thick rail. You start off on the planet. You stay on the planet. You die. The only place to go is in the Mechanoid ship. You get caught in a Mechanoid ship. You die. You hide. You run. You scurry. And then you, you get to the destination and you escape. Yeah, I think that nope. first one is going to be, would be the hardest one because it would just be combat mission after combat mission after yeah. combat mission. Now, the second one could be interesting because you could do a lot of different stuff while you're hiding on that ship. That that is true. That is true. Uh, the the main thing though is get food, get water, don't die. Yep, that's pretty much it. I mean, however you do that, that's up to you and your game master. But that's your job. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's very simplistic and it's not imaginative. It's just sometimes it's just fun plus like like i said earlier uh when this came out people liked modules you know they, they they liked it when you had a b c and d already packed out for you and you know a couple of meandering side missions here or there but they was still all written down so the, the game master could just pick up the book and go and and everyone could have both you know an adventure and a story it's in the book it's right here and so uh, this was actually 
a uh, uh, an innovation to where the whole thing was a, was a giant adventure that was huge in scope and scale. Oh, it's a huge in scale, but not in scope, just like a module, only bigger. It's a bigger module. That's what it was. So that's uh that's mechanoids. I mean, you have anything else? No, I was. Uh, if you had to give it a review, or not a review, a, 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 rating, a rating, so to speak, so to From speak, one to what? Just I, I'd five stars. Sure, uh, like zero. But um, but but I have a caveat. What? Take one extra thing into consideration. Shoot. You don't have to think of it as 1981, but do take into consideration that it did come out in 1981. Okay. Um. Three and a half. Three and a half out of five stars. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the 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 big the big points I didn't like were that uh, the 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 story made it necessary that Man at Arms characters were king and everyone else was a supporting character. When you're playing it, they they don't get to shine at all because they don't. This this is this is a fighter's world that you're living in here. And all the supporting characters, the, the 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 psychics, the the and later on the the magicians and stuff like that, they really I feel like they really don't get to shine because they're not as a as effective because of circumstance. And the another thing is that I didn't like the 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 way magic and psionics were done in this one. You know, psionics had levels one, two, and three. Magic, you had to you had to pray to some alien beings or whatever, <laughs> and I didn't like it. I did I, I, it, it, no, I didn't like it at all. I mean, it 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 was very much uh, an add-on, an after-the-fact feel to it that it was plugged into the game and it didn't fit right. Testing it out for Palladium Fantasy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it didn't fit right. I didn't like it. See, I, you actually still gave it a higher star than I would. Really? I, I, I based on the one to five. Well, I, you know how I do it. I start at five. Okay. And then bad things make it go down. And I only yeah. gave you two bad things. Yeah. I start <laughs> so. in the middle and then adjust, you know, from there. Uh, I, I give it two and a half stars right down the middle average uh, in terms of it's got some exciting elements to it. It's got some big, bad robots. I don't mind the combat. Uh, I'm the type of person that nowadays I wouldn't have back then. But nowadays, I like the idea of there being less information so that I can just make it up and do my own stuff and go nutballs mm. with it or focus it if i wanted to so i i personally think that's a positive but it's not inspired like i it's one of those things where i look like robots and death robots in space oh i cannot wait oh they're almost unkillable death god psionic what'd you call them <laughs> robots in yeah. space that uh oh really you're supposed to run away from and not fight yeah, pretty much that. Uh, eh, yeah, I'll play. <laughs> like, you know, you know. But I am looking forward to if it ever comes out, I am looking forward to the mechanoids, the the updated would you call it second edition mechanoids that's supposed to come out? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that uh, next year. No, 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 not 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 the source book for riffs. There's actually a, oh, a, a mechanoids a new, a new mechanoids invasion yeah. book. Yeah, mechanoids game, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I am looking forward to that because I think, you know, with with this background in world building, with this background in or just with all the the history behind it, he can make that a front and center type game. Sure. All right, let's move on. Yep. To oh god, I turned yellow. There. Blending into the claw. Pretty much. 
Uh-oh. Palladium Fantasy should be next. Yeah, I know. I'm just having trouble pulling it up. Oh, I can find it. Uh, I, I mean, I have it here. The file you are trying to open is no longer available. It's on my it's on my thumb drive. How can it not be available? You suck. Well, I guess your porn took it over. I guess so. All right, let me let me find it here. Uh, documents go down to gaming and then palladium. Oh, it's in our, well, either way, it'd be under palladium because palladium fantasy. Uh oh, palladium fantasy. There it is. I have a longbowman. Uh, core rules. Or rulebook revised. Now, one of the things to uh, just well, I'll just do it that way for now. Uh, revised, to, to, oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Uh, good because you would just called me. You just made me a liar. Um, that's one e. There's two e core books. Bam. Okay, got it. Is that we covered second edition now? Yes, Palladium Fantasy was, you know, the first fantasy, yada, yada. It was actually, if my understanding is correct here, it was Kevin's um, homebrew of D&D, essentially. He didn't publish it first for whatever reasons. I, I know he told us. I don't remember off the top of my head. What is this? Shut up. Uh, but long story short, we covered second edition, not first edition. So some of the things we talked about aren't going to be true for 1983, I think it was, when this came out. But we also, when we do the games, we wanted to, you know, wanted to cover the games that you can buy. I know somebody's going to be, well, you can buy the hardcover. Okay, this is the game. This is the active game that's supported right now. We could have done first edition. Maybe we will still. But this is the current edition of the game, and that's why we covered. So a lot of changes happened between first and second edition. And we didn't really get into too many of those. I know our chat did. <laughs> our chat really wanted wanted us to do that, but uh, but we didn't really get into a lot of uh, the differences between first and second edition. So now, with that disclaimer, uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to continue to talk about our thoughts about second edition. So uh, go ahead, uh, your synopsis and so forth. Okay, Palladium Fantasy Role Playing. This is actually what I would call the the uh, flagship game, the the first flagship game of Palladium. This is it. The the Mechanoids trilogy was a trial run. It had problems. It had training wheels. Palladium Fantasy was it. It was the thing. And and it felt it. It felt bigger. It wasn't just a scenario on steroids. It was an actual world. It was an actual Tolkien-esque world where you could exist, make your own stories, and uh, and and go your own way as a as a game master. You have have your players go their own way. There's it's big enough for everybody. Psionics and magic were much more fleshed out, much more useful, and you didn't have to you know pray to to alien beings to get. But magic. you could. <laughs> you could, but yeah. I mean, uh, there there was also traps and pitfalls laid for players who didn't understand what was going on, like. Uh, the witch or the summoner or the diabolist or whatever. The, these are, these are trap OCCs. I want Kevin's you a little bit Kevin of a dick. Sean, come on. I want you to talk to them about that. Cause yeah, I want to hear, is, I want to hear the discussion debate on it. Cause you know, I don't fully agree with you on this, but I, I want to hear their, agree, their but, side you know, of this. You know, you, you, you think there's a little flat apparently that's fine. But uh, you know, the, all, all these OCCs are, are a trap. They're, they're a trap to, to, to TPK a, a whole group, you know? That's what they're for. But 
as long as you don't pick those OCCs, you're fine. And and the the OCCs themselves, because you have a you have a more you have an expanded skill list now, and you are not forced to be a fighter class only or a combat class only. Now you have a whole lot of utility in your belt. You know, bards are bards are actually useful. And this was 83 when bards were not useful ever. 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 No, bards always useful. Shut up. Do 50 push-ups. Stop it. So yeah, I mean, uh um out outside of say Earth Dawn, drink. Outside of Earth Dawn, this is this is the first game where a support class is just damn useful. So I liked it. And uh it, it start this this started the the world building train where now you uh it that came out uh after this came out with Pantheon of Gods and and all of it was was either strictly or loosely based, but based in some way on on real mythos from you know our past, which you could, you know, which you try to stay as true to, and he did. So as true to you as you can. And he he did for the most part succeeded. And uh, I I, ju- I just like it as a as a uh, you know high high magic fantasy role playing game. This is this is a good deal, and it's just built. It's built upon Mechanoid's idea, and expanded just like it should. It did not disappoint. It did not disappoint at all. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't have the history of this like uh, like you guys do. I know we played when I was in the Air Force and. Uh... Unfortunately, I played Robotech and not this when I was in high school. <laughs> but, right. but uh, from the moment I played it, I liked. Same, I'm going to be a broken record because same thing about Palladium as a whole. I liked how each OCC or RCC in some of the cases here were had a definitive. This is what you must do. This is what you can do. And what else do you want to add on to that for some you know spice on top of that? And so it made every character feel a bit more interesting back in a day and an age when I didn't understand that you could take a basic D&D character and be interesting. Like, you you know, my whole mantra now, if you, if you don't, it's like, you know, we could four of us could make fighters in basic D&D. And, you know, the modern person, oh, they're just the same thing over and over. Fighter. No. I chose to go with sword and board. You chose to go rip off your shirt and go with the two-handed weapon because you're on meth all the time. That person over there decided to grab a big pokey thing and ride a horse, and that person over there decided to take a bow and start shooting things. You make your own interesting character. You don't need a book to do that. Well, this, I think, is a good balance of that because it supports a theme. If you wanted to make an archer, you know, any of the man at arms you if you wanted to make yeah. a, a type of caster you definitely fit a theme but you still have control over that theme and right. to me it was the first game system that i played that and and to this day the only hybrid system that says this is your class know your f and roll yep but have some fun with it right be interesting i shouldn't say have some fun because people get clown shoes in but you know be interesting with it yeah and i, I don't think you can go wrong now um <sighs> Do I think first edition or second edition is better? I don't have enough experience. I want to say that we played second edition when I, when we were in the Air Force, but I can't we, we remember. Did. We did. And the one of the, well, in, in my mind, the biggest difference is SDC. In first edition, SDC didn't exist. All right. So SDC is a thing. And a lot of people don't like it because it it's unnecessary. And I agree. 
the only time SDC actually comes into comes into play and played in where I say you need it is in Heroes Unlimited. It's a superhero game. You're supposed to be stronger. You're supposed to be tougher. You're supposed to be able to go through a wall and still get up. Maybe a little groggy, but still get up. I get it. I get it. But here, you get shot. You get shot with in the neck with an arrow. You're supposed to die, right? You're supposed to die. That That is a killing blow. But with the introduction of SDC, it's not. Well, it's supposed to be cinematic, though, also. I understand. And, and, and Kevin does a good job of stating that. You know, for people like me, who, uh, what was it, the term that Grimm used, that hyper-realism? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think that's an accurate statement, because when I hear hyper-realism, I think overly realistic. But, right. but want that verisimilitude, want that realistic style. Um, I need a book to tell me, hey, this is meant to be cinematic. Because I'm otherwise going to be like, okay, this is clown shoes. What are you telling me? Oh, I can take four arrows in the neck and I'm still fine. I can still fight just normal. Like, no, it's one of the things I don't like about abstract hit points from D&D either. Uh, I've just never liked that. But when the book comes out and says, look, look, schmuck, you, you are kind of playing a movie. You're playing characters with multiple attacks. You're playing characters that do things outside the scope of normal humans and... Well, the well, world is, uh, you know, it can be a little grungy. It can be a little gritty. You're still, dare I say, a heroic character. Right. You're meant and, to be a bit above the norm. And you can't do that with just hit points because hit points is defined as actual physical damage. You get shot in the neck four times. I don't care if you only did one damage. Dude, you're dying. You're dying. Like, oh, it's only four paper cuts. Screw you. It's one hit point. It's, it's it, let's say you have 20 hit points. That's one twentieth of your life force gone and you get shot four times you're 20% dead that means you're dying but if you have sdc that takes the brunt before you actually take vital damage that's explainable it's the same thing uh, one of the reasons why i like the the uh, d20 star wars is because they had vitality and then hit points that, you know, they had both and v- vitality was the cinematic thing to where it explains why stormtroopers couldn't hit shit because they were always hitting heroic characters who, who had vitality points. And, and if you take vitality points, you weren't actually hit. You dodged at the last second and got out of the way, but it tired you when you run out of, when you run out of vitality, you can no longer dodge correctly. You trip, you fall, whatever. And that's when you actually get shot and getting shot. Like, taking hit point damage sucks you die from it (laughs) almost exclusively you die from it so don't do it right but again the 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 s the sdc is a is a cinematic trope (laughs) that allows you to to take damage but not really i don't think it it fits in a in a fantasy role-playing game like palladium i think it fits in a in a heroic or or a super, super high power game. Like, you know, Heroes Unlimited or Rips or something like that. I think it fits better in those in those settings. I don't much like it in Palladium Fantasy. But with everything else it's done, uh, the, the, uh, the expanded OCCs, uh, the expanded skill list, Psionics, Magic, it laid the foundation for everything. And even in the beginning, it was good. It was good. The spells were good. Psionics, people didn't understand a whole lot, but that didn't make it not good. It just mean that people didn't understand. And uh, the all of the variable OCCs and all of them were 
uh, useful because you had an entire world. There was a way to make everyone useful. That was great. That was great. So for star wise, I have to give it three and a half again. Oh, I wow. Give it three and a half again. The, the, uh, the reason I took it off again, SDC, I don't think, and uh, it should have been put into palladium. I understand the reason why to make everything compatible with everything else. Cause once you introduce riffs that every, everything can happen in the same place, same time, you have to have a compatible system across your board. I get it. I don't have to like it. And that lessens palladium fantasy while trying to make it. Appropriate what, what if the SDC was say, I mean, I, I don't have a good number, but we'll just say it halved enough to say, look, you know, you are a little heroic. You can take a couple of quick hits just to say, ouch, 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 to, you know, r- run across the room or something. But you know what? That can't last long. What what if the hit, uh, the SDC was lowered? That would be, and if, if the SDC didn't, didn't come from skills so much, it came from advancement in your OCC. That, mm, that way you start you. off as just a guy who you get shot in the neck, you die. But as you gain a couple levels, you gain 10, 20 SDC per level for the first so two levels. So SDC like growth that. similar to hit point growth. Yeah, yeah. It, but it's a separate thing. And it's, uh, it's one understanding. What? And, I, and, I, and, and I'm basing this off. I can't remember the name of the game. But I'm basing this off of a game I played in the early 90s. And I always liked the idea. Hit points never grow. Only the equivalent of the, it wasn't called SDC, but for here, only SDC grows. Right. So your entire life, you have 10 hit points. Oh, un- unless you somehow in- increase your physical endurance. After yeah. You, well, if, yeah, for, for palladium. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll go with that. Or, yeah. you, know, you work out, you know, eat, eat right, get healthy, you know. But every level, you're, you have a D6, then another D6. So that first, at first level, yeah, an arrow pro- is probably, no matter what, going to break into your hit points. It might not kill you, but it's going to break into your hit points, which means some sort of permanent injury. The third level, you got a pretty good chance that it's not... I can't remember what arrows do for damage, but even if you use a, a 9 millimeter gun, because you know I know more after the bomb, 3d6 damage. A nine. The reason I use the combat arms books, and I'm not trying to derail this, but is because of the penetrating b- value, because of the stun, because bullets kill. You know, if you don't have SDC and just hit points, that one bullet will likely kill or almost kill the average person. That, I, that, that, that 3D6 is going to be 10 or 11 damage on average. And the hit points for an average person is 10. So, yeah, that one bullet will probably kill you in one hit because that's what bullets do. But as a more heroic character... You can start doing, you know, crouching tiger, hidden dragon moves, you know, floating, yeah. like, floating across the ceiling and so forth, because the, the game is meant to be more cinematic. So, exactly. um, but anyway, th- that 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 derails. So, so you gave this the same rating as Mechanoid. So you think yeah. that Palladium Fantasies on part of Mechanoid? Okay. Well, um, no, with, with the experience, yes. Okay. Um, I want I want to ask the, uh, before I give my my review. Uh, view I want to ask these same two questions. So, what is the positive impact that Palladium? fantasy role-playing game has on on the palladium genre palladium universe whatever well you know what what was what's the positive side of this game and what's the negative side of this game okay that's easy the the positive of this game is that it enhances every other game that that came after the reason being is because the world building started here you have all of the pantheons that, that that came out of Palladium Fantasy. You have you have all of the uh, magic and psionics that came out of Palladium Fantasy that went off to be 
you know, copied or enhanced in every other book that came after. And all of the gods that that were there were introduced for Palladium fan for Palladium fantasy, the old gods, the the great old ones, and and uh, all of the all of the pantheon, uh, you know, like a you know Greek and Roman and whatever, you know, an Indian, all, all of the all of the pantheons exist in every other Palladium book as well. And so, the it, it all it's all traced back to Palladium fantasy. All of this stuff that's in all these other books are traced back to here. It, you could, it's the progenitor of of the world building. This is it, and okay. that was that's fantastic. And and the bad side, or or the or, uh, bad side, negative impact. Well, what what are, what are the drawbacks of this? Uh, I I, I kind of want to leave okay. that open ended. The, the, the drawback of this is the, the the reason I knocked it down some from five stars is because. It's just another high high magic fantasy world. Okay. When it when it came out, it's just another high magic fantasy world. Whereas Mechanoids was different. It had a it had a had a different setting than most other games on the market. Had a different premise. Had all that all that stuff going for it. What are you doing? I'm putting getting the next one ready. Okay. <laughs> had all that stuff going for it, and then you come out with Palladium Fantasy, which is a more expansive, more in more you know broad game. Sure but you're using the same old tropes from that many other games have done before. You know, Palladium moved away from that later, but with their flagship game, now, was that necessary to break into the market? Maybe. Maybe I, I like those tropes myself, but... <laughs> I understand, but as we see from the later books, it was unnecessary to, you know, keep with the high high magical fantasy world. And be successful. Okay. Um, so for for me, I I give this. So I gave what mechanoids two and a half start. Let me write that yeah. down just to make sure. So I stay consistent. So two point five for mechanoids. I still stand by that. Um, for this one, I give it three point five, which for me is a pretty good score. Uh, you, I'm I'm not I'm not Garth Dunn. I don't give everything fours. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I I really do like it. If I have issues with it is that I think some of the classes get a little too specialized. And uh, Somebody's going to argue that I mentioned this, but just for example, I played a Dark Priest in one of our games. And the things that you have to do in order to be that Dark Priest tell me that either it should be an NPC or... I can't remember all the ins and outs of it, but it's... It's, it's, it's too confined in a box. Not with the uh, skills, but with its powers. All, all the idiosyncratic powers you get from it. Uh, second edition takes a lot more time to make a character than first edition, as Violent Solves Everything showed me. There's a lot more stuff to it. Got riftified in that regard. Yeah. Uh, it, and I think most of that is unnecessary. Like you said, a unified system, great. You know, man, maybe this is an impetus for a third edition, where it's like, look, we like a lot of the changes, a lot of the growth with it, but maybe tone it down just a touch hmm. except for riffs let riffs be the, the let, king let crazy riffs right? Be riffs, you know yeah all right over Here, the top out of this world type crap the problem with that though is that probably require him to like write a whole ton of new source books or whatever yeah. and you know you, people you, don't want to do uh, that you need one or two extra conversion books and that's a thing uh, so uh now the 
that that was the bad. Oh, the the real quickly, you know, things like the witch, the summoner, the diabolist. I I like them. I really do. But Heathen Dog's not wrong in some sense of it. One very slow burn for some of them. Yeah. Like, and I don't mean leveling up. I mean gotta take a week to summon this i gotta learn power words i gotta do these things which sounds great for role playing but when you're in the game i've seen more game masters just hand wave that stuff or when i'm talking to them like yeah i just hand wave that whatever like but but that's the diabolist power the diabolist powers he knows all the words eh, i don't worry about that i give it to everybody it's just i mean that's okay and i and that happens way more often than than I would, than I like. So I would think that there may might need to be some class uh, rejiggering in there. Now, the goods, the good side of it though is I love the cinematic play as much as out, on the outside. I looking in, I'm like, eh, SDC got high powered characters. Person can take four arrows to the face. It plays out well when you start looking at and say, wait a minute, but I got four actions around, yeah, so I could launch four arrows so that so those four arrows hit his face four times in the same round yeah that means the game's still only lasting four or five rounds right before things are done so it's really not lasting any longer just you get more neat things that you can do during a round i can get with that you um, just have to pay for more arrows just got to pay for more <laughs> arrows uh the the mat i'm not as sold on the magic system of palladium as some people are i know you guys love it I, a lot of people love it i've seen the magic be totally broken in the game oh, carpet of adhesion carpet of there, there you go you know uh, i mean just go back to the game that i think you played in when bob was playing that ogre magic user first of all ogre shouldn't be magic users uh second secondly yeah uh you put a couple of those spells together now a game master can adjust it but you know how people are with things like that yeah. ultimately though and you and you know everybody knows uh that's followed us that i don't like psionics in any game any book any movie i hated powder i hate I, like i psionics is just a garbage concept but palladium's rendition of it fits well to the game if you want quick fast acting can just keep popping them out you want psionics if you want the oh this might take a second but i'm gonna hook you up <laughs> <laughs> you know then you take magic, then you take magic. Yeah. and i and i like that i like that balance in there and i ultimately yeah, yeah. I, mm -hmm. I get it the the reason being is because in most games they it psionics just end up ends up being a different flavor of magic yeah you're right, right. whereas in palladium they are distinctly different and have different purposes perfect that's a great point you make there because what is a sorcerer in third edition dnd just a, just a psionic that's all it is. It's just, you know, we want psionics in the game. We want, you know, so anyway, um, I, I give it three and a half stars. I like it. That's, that's a good score for me. It is a game that if somebody says, you know, if somebody locals like, Hey, I'm playing and I've got time and I trust the person as a dungeon master or a game master. I'm in, I, I, I like the game conceptually, both the high, the high powered side, believe it or not, which is normally not me, but the grittiness of it, rune weapons, geez, <laughs> rune weapons will ruin your day, buddy. You know, so yeah. Anyway, let's. Uh, I can say more, but uh, I'll be rambling. So, ready for the next one? Yep. It's gonna be Nightbane, right? Uh, no. Next one's Heroes Unlimited. Nope. We covered Heroes Unlimited before. Really? Could have sworn, yeah, because we went Heroes Unlimited, Night uh, Beyond the Supernatural, Nightbane. Oh, okay. And then after the bomb, and then okay. Oh, oh, oh no, no. We went Heroes Unlimited after the bomb, Beyond the Supernatural, Nightbane. Ah, well. Doesn't matter. We screwed up. Okay, here we go. 
<laughs> All right, here we go. Here's eliminated. This this is where SDC shines. Okay, mm -hmm. this this is where SDC is the first time it's appropriate in a in a, in a Palladium game because these are all heroes and villains. These are all superheroes and super villains. They should be tougher. They should be stronger. They should be able to take more damage, and everything should be you know greater than greater than you could possibly you know imagine stuff type stuff so i get it i get it sdc shines here and what i i like about it is that uh the book doesn't make you play a hero but it's like dude you're playing heroes unlimited mm -hmm. not you know i'm an angsty goth bitch unlimited <laughs> so the book every time it says well you could play on you, you could play a Nanga character but you shouldn't every time it's like you shouldn't you shouldn't you shouldn't you shouldn't that's that's you know that's that's how it goes and you shouldn't stop it i mean i would i would have gone further and said no you're playing you are choosing one of the you 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 cannot choose an an evil alignment you know uh you can't because you're playing heroes well, Heroes Unlimited went so far with that as creating the Villains Unlimited book. Yeah, you have a Villains Unlimited book. You want to play a villain? Get that book. Dummy. Stop it. Okay, so what we're here, we're introduced now to a new thing. Superpowers. Mm -hmm. Super abilities. Now, this is uh, magic with unlimited PPE. Psionics with unlimited ISP. But it's not. It feels different. I mean, if you want to strip away all of the fluff and circumstance and all that stuff, you could say, well, it's just the same as magic and sonics. Just, you know, it works the same, right? You could say that and you might be right, but it feels so different that it's its own category. And you you can do so much stuff. It's, it's, it's much more, it's, it's just as powerful as magic but as versatile as psionics because you can play a lot more inside your power for alter uh for all the uh, aps powers uh it gives you like oh i've turned to stone i have a big armor and and big big sdc i'm hard to kill but there's lots of other nuance to that you you can also exist in space for a while you 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 also have only half speed you 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 can't swim you sink uh you you heat up at a different rate than a normal person so you're a little bit resistant to to uh heat and fire more so if you're you know metal uh if again uh aps metal if you turn to a giant metal thing you don't have a human heat signature you have the heat of your environment so you you have you have thermographic invisibility stuff like that each power has things like that benefits and drawbacks that are inherent to the power that you can take advantage of as a player and get more out of your power which is great i love it and the world building here while not as expansive as palladium fantasy is still there but instead of dealing with gods and and demons and stuff like that they deal with superhero groups and super villain groups well, the good news is you don't need a lot of crazy world building because it's just no. kind of modern world. Yeah, yeah, it, it's modern world. You don't need that. But you have, you know, your Justice League and Legion of Doom equivalents. And you, you have the, the mid-tier and low, lower-tier groups. You know, like Great Lakes Avengers would be the, you know, lower-tier group. Stuff like that. 
but uh and you you as a as a character can join rise through the ranks of, of these things so if you want to make a more social campaign where it's you know ladder climbing then you can do that too if you want to start off with your own team and build your team up from low tier mid tier to high tier you can do that too if you want to be a lone wolf you can do that too you know there's there is a lot of gameplay to be had and since you're in a modern now type world and you can use maps and stuff like that from you know your own city if you want the game master doesn't have to build all of these all of these hex maps or tiles or whatever you can just pull out a map and say here there it is and that 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 means the game master can uh devote time to you know building uh the backstory of your main bad guy or or some of his lieutenants or whatever go back into story building because the world building is done because you can just say it's your world and be done with it. But I think that it is at the very most a lateral move from Palladium fantasy Uh, going from fantasy to this doesn't, it, it doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of forward momentum, you know, new ground. I mean, sure, the the whole superpowers thing is a new thing, and it does work, and it is neat. But magic, lateral, psionics was lateral. Uh, the, the 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 game system was was the same. Um, SDC is very overblown, but it's a superhero campaign. I get it. That's fine. I'm cool with that. But there isn't a whole lot of of uh, new world building stuff that that played in fantasy gave. So while it, while I'm going to have to give it three stars, I can't give it three and a half. I have to give it three stars because SDC really, really works here first. The first time it really works and makes sense is here. But uh, everything else was uh, was a lateral move okay. in, in terms of scope and gameplay. The... <clears throat> So the biggest thing, my biggest takeaway from uh, from Heroes Unlimited Second Edition is, I have to preface this. Many of you guys know this already, but I've got to say this for folks who watch it on video later. I don't like comic books. No, I don't care about comic books. No, he doesn't. Not interested in them. I think spandex wearing weirdos are doesn't make sense to me. Which he dog and I will flip when it comes to after the bomb. But uh, you know, it's just it's not my genre, not my thing. So it might surprise you that if we're going to go on a rating of one to five, that I give this four stars. Yes. Shocking. The reason is, is there are a couple of, of things about this. First of all, this was, I mean, Heroes Unlimited, even back in the edition that I played, which was revised, uh, is uh, included a lot of what's now in After the Bomb, right? Like they had had the genetic animals. I know you say they don't fit and that's fine, but I'm just saying, but, but um, so a lot of what's in here was meant to be in old TMNT slash after the bomb so there's a lot of you know cross-referencing so i did mm. utilize this book a bit there's one thing about heroes unlimited that i find just fantastically done it is how each and every of the what are, what are the classes called in this game i forget the term for it special powers specialties oh um I mean, oh, I could I just, forget. I could scroll here. Hold on. Yeah, you scroll. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, called, they're, not, they're not OCCs. They're, uh, uh, education skills, super abilities in combat. What the hell? Are, 
Did I pass it? Hardware mechanic. Okay. Power categories. Power, Power categories. categories. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it most yep. Unique. Loved them. If you're playing a hardware character, you roll your stuff up differently. You you're thinking different things. You get money different. Everything about what you do is unique. Almost like it's its own. I wouldn't call it, uh, we'll call it mini game system. Old own sub. It's definitely its own subsystem. So. I'm building something as my hardware character. I'm rolling things as my alien. And you can watch their videos where, you know, Heathen Dog and I have a little bit of difference, but we generally agree on how much of that you roll and how much of that you just, you know, you pick. But uh, your mutations, you know, all that. Each one is interesting in its own way. And you can definitely find the niche that you want to fit into. The, um, I know I'm missing the, the, the I mean, the magic, the, the, the uh, it's not a techno wizard. What the hell is it called? The, the item focus, whatever it is, you know, a character. Uh, oh, the uh, uh, magical enhanced, uh, yeah. uh, magical item enhanced character. I forget what it is. And so if we look at here, we've got, uh, you know, power categories. Uh, you got electro genius. Now, this is all under the hardware power category. Mechanical genius, analytic genius that we talked about. Uh, I don't care about the mega hero. Don't care about the animals either, because we'll talk about that in a bit. Robot assault vehicle combat. If you want to be a pilot, you've got all these different things you can do. So you can play your Iron Mans or, well, your low tier Iron Mans, your uh, low tier Supermans. Um, so I absolutely, but I find that amazing. I love how each one of those power categories is distinct, has a feel, but still dang near unlimited in what you can do with it. And they all fit together. And they all fit together. Other thing that I love about this game, again, understanding that I don't like superheroes, okay, is the fact that you're not Superman. Oh, you can build a character. What, what did you, you made a guy like 400 SDC or something like that. You can make a character that is dang tough. Don't get me wrong. You can absolutely be running, you know, as he said, walking through walls, you know, lifting jets and throwing them at people and so forth. But you're not invulnerable to literally everything on the planet. You can get whittled down. And a good game master is going to let that happen to you. So, yes, there are powers there, but they're not so over the top that they become ungainly or. I don't want to use comical because that's the genre. Uh, it just. Use my term clown shoes. You're just like, oh, yeah, okay. Yep, you've got this. Oh, yep, you've got that. You've no, you broken. win. You win, yep. No, even, you know, I think Heathen Dog even showed how even with Alter Physical Structure Stone and whatever uh, other invulnerability, there are still ways around that. Magic, psionics, yada, yada, right? So anyway, I, I love how all that works together. I really do. The drawback for me is that this game has two things that I'm definitely not a fan of. What's that? And I know that people are going to argue with me, at least on one of them. I despise the Mega Hero. Just rip it out. It's not needed. It's not appropriate. I, I, I didn't like any aspect of the Mega Hero. It was necessary. <sighs> no, it was necessary because uh, Kevin had to explain the, the existence of the the main hero in his world and the main villain in his world now he made the mega hero not not choosable by the by the player the player cannot choose mega hero it right. must be done by the dm 
or the, the GM, sorry. It, it, it must be bestowed by the GM. It cannot be chosen. You can't roll it anywhere. You can't do anything. The GM has full control on whether it exists or not. And it's very clear in the book. It's the only time where a player is told, no, bitch, you cannot. Under no circumstances can you choose this. Okay. And as as far as, you know, it's necessary evil type thing, that's the way to go. Okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I mean, I, I know I'm saying that because people are going to be like, oh, Max doesn't agree. No, I get what he's saying. I... I makes sense the other thing i don't like and this might be surprising and i want to like this i want this to be an aspect that i thoroughly enjoy because i used it a lot believe it or not i don't like the education system really here's here's why i never see it used properly mysteriously every player at the table is a phd well see that's because people have the have the dumbass thing. We're like, oh, roll up your characters and bring it in. Never do that. Players can never be fully trusted. Players can never be. I'm saying again, you're a player. You can never be fully trusted. You roll your character in front of me. That's it. That's how that's how it goes. Now, now, Heathen Duck says that, and I was in games of Heroes Unlimited, where the game master is like, oh, re-roll that. I don't like that. What? What are you what? talking about? Like, Why? no. Like, I, 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 when I ran TMNT, it's weird how many ninjas got rolled. If I remember correctly, that was like a 98 to 100 or something really high like that. that you had to go, how did all these ninjas get in here? Or PhDs? Because, to let's be honest, the benefit that a PhD gets over, say, an associate's degree in the game is game changing. Two skill programs versus four skill programs. Those two skill programs with like, was it a plus ten yeah, percent or plus that's five? That's an extra almost dozen skills. Yeah, depending on what programs you take. I I gotta say this. I want to like it because I love that kind of randomness and I love that kind of uh, background in a game. But when you've got four program skills with plus twenty percent bonus versus two program skills with a five percent, but and I'm making up the numbers. I don't remember what they are off the top of my head. I can see why people were cheating. <laughs> okay. You know, well, here, uh, here's the thing. This, this is, this is what I do with that. Uh, in, in my mind, I'm like, okay, you have the, the, the greatest gun ever made. You know, it's a, it's, it's one handed. It automatically kills everyone with one shot and it, it never needs to be reloaded. It's awesome. Okay. But without proper supervision, it'll, it'll destroy your life that that's that's what that that's what uh that that's a you know an exaggerated version of the of the education system in heroes unlimited that that's a, that's an exaggerated idea where <laughs> you need not, head padding not, guidance yeah if if you're not careful you know watching watching your children which are the players they're just going to grab the grab the gun and shoot themselves in the face or you that's when everyone has a phd See, now the flip side to that is, and this is again, something that he promoted more than me, but I, I get why, is you can pick those things. You know what? I want to play the super genius. What, what's he named? The X-Men, the blue hairy guy's name that's supposed to be really smart? Beast. Beast, okay. Something like that, where the dude is. Absolutely. Okay, you've got your PhDs. That makes sense. That's your background. So I do like that in there that you can pick it. But just understand that if you're playing in a group of four or five you know, other players, 
and one person rolls up high school diploma and the other person rolls up PhD, you are going to have different experiences and different capabilities in the game. And one of them, if those powers don't back up somehow what he can do, he's going to feel cheated in the game. Imagine this. And this will be the last thing that I talk about uh, because I because I, I want to segue into the powers. I love the power system in this game. Imagine this though. I rolled was it one major and three minor powers and a PhD. This guy over here got five minor powers and an associate's degree. Hey, five minor powers is no joke. Yeah, well, fair, uh, especially since the minor powers usually are just more niche than the major powers. Major powers usually just, more just general, as powerful, just just not as expansive in scope. Right. Yeah. Um, but you get what I'm saying. Like, like if, if all of a sudden, like that guy can do more than me and he's got more skills than me. The F is the point of my character being here. Of course, I'm, I'm doing edge cases, doing edge cases because good role players aren't going to have that problem because you're going to be making the characters at the table. You're going to be talking about the things that you have and you're going to synergize. So it isn't going to matter. So and, and then that that goes in the powers. And finally, the power system. Now, I know there are books and powers that I don't have. I think they generally cover everything that you would want to do, but not in pure. I explode your face. Right. You know, if you can throw a fireball, uh, actually, at the start of the game, your fireball does less damage than a bullet. Yeah. But it's going to grow into a hell of a lot more than the bullet. You just got to grow yeah. with it. And I love right. that growth. If, if you if you burn a major power, you can get energy expulsion that starts off at 3d6, which is the same as a bullet. Same but, as a bullet. Okay. Yeah. But at the, but the minor energy expulsion is 1d6. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. But it grows and yeah, it grows it with you. So every level. It gets another D6. And I think that's a good thing because it shows the growth of the character, learning his powers, learning right. his capabilities and so forth. I know some games don't like to do that. And, I, and I'm, I'm talking a lot here. So ultimately, I give it a four. Okay. It's because it, it, it might not be my type of game, but there's just so much benefit to it. And I think that if you were to own one, he might disagree. If you were to own one Palladium book, most people probably say Rifts. I would actually say this one. Okay. Ready for the next one? Yep. Okay, let me let me find it here. <laughs> I, I got it ready. Oh, wait, I didn't get it ready. The next one is After the Bomb. I've got the list in order now. So oh, let, okay, me, good. let me get this off of here. Yeah, I got it off there. All right. Uh, after the Bomb. Not TMNT. After the Bomb. And nope, don't open in Adobe. That sucks. Brave. Boom. There we go. After the bomb. All right. I can't wait to hear what Heathen Dog has to say about this. Oh, yeah. This is, this is a garbage <laughs> fire. <laughs> You're going to take my one thunder from me because yep, I only have one awful. thing I don't like about it. But okay, go on. All right. So after the bomb. Uh, again, we have we have the, the strength of Palladium showing. Mm -hmm. World building. All right, we have we have a, a situation uh, that happens. It's it's a it's an excellent backstory uh, background for the entire world, how they got here, and and what people's motivations are. So you know what to do as a game master going forward. That's Palladium strength. We have that here. But the problem we have is the mechanics of bioenergy. Dumb stupid dumb oh my god 
the, everyone says, oh, Palladium's so clunky. It's a little clunky. It's clunky. This is clunky. Bioenergy points are clunky. If if I wanted to, to, to play a game where I did do all this math, then I would go full bore and just go, no, I'll, I'll play, I'll play, uh, uh, champions. Thanks. Or, or I'll, I'll play the hero system in general. Okay. I don't need this. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fan of anthropomorphic animals anyway. I am truly against this. Uh, the mainly because animals taking over is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous idea that actually couldn't happen because we would murder them all before it got to this point. And uh, the uh, the after the bomb second edition, the, the the backstory is ridiculous. Could never happen. I like how you call it second edition. <laughs> yeah, it, the backstory is absolutely ridiculous, and it, it it couldn't happen. It doesn't make any sense. It's not it's not based in reality even a little bit. So I can't fathom it. And, uh, 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 but, but the, I do like it a little bit because, uh, it, it makes riffs coalition look like winners because humanity and after the bomb just lost, just lost, but they did it to themselves. Yeah. You know, only, only with, a uh, 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 an in increasingly, uh, worthless P uh, you know, event after event after event that could never happen in the backstory. That's why humanity lost because plot, right? It didn't make any sense. Uh, the, the, so the, the system itself, the actual gaming system is just like, you know, here's limited, just, just like all palladium stuff. So that that's fine. The backstory while expansive and cool doesn't make any damn sense whatsoever, which, which makes the entire play of this book ridiculous. And uh, anthropomorphic animals are stupid. And bioenergy points are ridiculous. Uh, this book is a one and a half star. Easy. Easy. I mean, there's so many things wrong with this that I, I can't even put it. You, you, you brought up a new class of psionic, animal psionics. Why? You already had psionics. Well, that was just, a holdover from TMNT. Just give animals ISP right? Just give them ISP. They spend bio points to get ISP or to get psionic abilities. And they get a certain amount of ISP depending on how much stuff they buy. That's fine. No, you had to make up a new thing just for this book. That's backward think for the Palladian universe. It's supposed to be expansive. It's supposed to gather strength going forward like a snowball down a hill. Every, every book is is built upon by the book that came before it. And then you pull this bio E crap and this animal psychic junk, which doesn't work in any other book. So had to be abandoned. Dumb. If this book burned in a fire, I'm not going to cry too hard. So one and a half star. It is, it is uh, not only uh, the, the bio E points is a bad system. The uh, animal psionics is stupid. The backstory doesn't make sense. But it also does not synergize with anything moving forward because nothing was built upon it because it was lame and everyone knew it. So try, try and save this dumpster fire, please. <laughs> All right.
Uh, well, I'll start with the things where I agree with you. The backstory is by far, it's even worse than Splicers. <laughs> like the backstory of this one is just god awful. And I did compare to the original After the Bomb. And yes, it keeps a lot of the tropes of the original After the Bomb. But it, everywhere that it embellishes that backstory, it made it a hundred times worse. It made it ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Like before it was like, whatever, I can overlook the fact some some virus, you know, spread across the world. But now, oh, it's some high school kids playing around with no, no. This backstory, come on, Eric. Eric, you are one of the best <laughs> when it comes to this. And I the only not thing only I dropped can the ball, you you covered it in excrement. The only thing that I can think of is that somebody said, hey, man, we're in limited word count here. So uh, you, you wasted on animals. So you were going to give you a page and that's it for the backstory. And he had to just jam it all in there. That's the only thing I can think of. Because this the backstory for After the Bomb is, to me, its greatest weakness. Now, um, I can't disagree with Heathen Dog more on this one. Bio, bio E points are easy. They're nowhere even close to things like GURPS or, or Besom or Champions or whatever. You only use them one time, and that's just at character creation. I can go through, I can make a character including all the bio-e nonsense faster than literally any Rifts character I could ever come up with. <laughs> so, uh, and if you want to watch, you can watch the character creation video out there where I created uh, is it, uh, Dodger the Duck. Yep. And, and you can see how, how easy it is to spend the points. Uh, where Heathen Dog likes superheroes, right? See, I don't get the whole spandex-wearing thing. I like, I do like anthropomorphic animals. I like the concept of a of a, a walking bear with his teeth bearing down on you. You know, I just, I think that is more intimidating than some dude just, you know, wearing his underwear on the outside of his pants. With that said, it's not for everyone. I get it. And I will tell you, to be upfront, because I'm reading chat here also, um, I lost two longtime viewers when we covered this game because they said, I didn't know that Legion of Myth had gone SJW and are a bunch of furries. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, th these, these are two people that are probably going to get themselves killed through idiocy pretty soon. So yeah. it's not going to matter. But I mean, there are people who feel ways about that. And I, and I get that. I, I get, the, you know, again, superheroes aren't for everyone. Anthropomorphic animals aren't for everyone. It's just what I like. Um, I do want to say the one thing. I actually agree with Ethan Dog, but I do want to put a, a reference point on here. I don't like the Sonic, but then again, I don't like Sonics in any game. <laughs> How many times do I have to say that? I don't utilize the Sonics and After the Bomb. Didn't use them in TMNT either. But the reason why they are the way they are, at least this is from what I can tell, is because it's just a holdover from TMNT. That's how it was in TMNT. Didn't change that. I actually agree with Heathen Dog. I think if you're going to use them, you should have them fit in with the core system. But since I'm not going to use them anyway, <laughs> like, it doesn't affect you. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't affect me at all. But I have to, you know, judge the game on the book. Um, the hell did? I, oh yeah, well, that works backstory. Oh, I, I like the improved character backgrounds of this one. Yes, the original TMNT used more of the Heroes Unlimited style, but I I like the the character generation of After the Bomb. Just from beginning to end, I thought it was smooth. Uh, you know, say what you want about bio e points, but uh, but from beginning to end, from rolling the attributes to picking the backgrounds to uh, selecting your skills, I liked the way it flowed, and I thought it made sense and fit the world at the same time. What I didn't like were chimeras and purebreds. I mean, 
I can't argue too much. I just it's just another thing I'd take out. I didn't like them. It's it's already fantastic enough to be running around with an anthropomorphic animal. Why do I have to have a sexually attractive bunny rabbit? Or what was the cow? The cow that had like the robot strength or the super enhanced strength of 20 or whatever it was? Like, wait, what? It's like, oh, and yes, the flying pigs. Okay. Yep. Now, Ridiculous. if you can't you can't take yourself seriously, how do you expect us to take you seriously? And I like this is my genre of game. I've run TMNT or the original After the Bomb more than any other Palladium game. But those things, eh, but of course, you can just say no. And then finally, uh, it, re- it needs better source books. The source books for this game come only from the first edition, TMNT. Mm-hmm. They really need some serious updates. They need some world books like Rifts. Why? Because Heathen Dog wasn't wrong again on this one, where the Empire of Humanity are freaking cartoonish. Yeah, it's ridiculous. There, there's no way that that in any scenario the Empire of Humanity would be losing. I don't get it, but they are. It's weird. Well, the Empire of Humanity is losing because it has no pro- capa- capability of procreation. Yeah, which which is stupid attrition, because, so. because of the dumbass backstory. Yeah, well, it doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah. Um, but even with that, even if you're going to say that there's a genetic problem, humans can't uh, produce, uh, you know, reproduce. You can still expand upon the world. You can still, there are things you can do. Turn them into the Gua'uld and the Jaffa. You know, I, like you, you can find things uh, to expand the story. And I just really think that the game could do with a couple of really good world, Rift style world books. And then finally, is that everything? That, that's really everything I want to say. I, right. I'm a huge fan of this game. It's, it, it, it is my favorite, but my star rating, three and a half lower than heroes unlimited because it doesn't offer what heroes unlimited does i would play it and i would run it over heroes unlimited but i'm embarrassed objectively speaking yeah yeah objectively speaking right but i'm embarrassed of the backstory yeah um and i mean that i would have to make numerous changes to it in fact if there's one big contention that just just boggles my mind what heathen dog said probably the reason why this is one of my favorite games is because i love the bio e point system of creating characters the diversity that you can have in there if it wasn't for that i play gen lab alpha okay so so that's after the bomb uh you, would you give it you gave it uh one and a half i gave it i gave it three and a half right yep. it's just because heroes unlimited has so much more if you're gonna have one palladium book i would pick heroes unlimited before i'd pick this one but i'd prefer mm-hmm. to run this game all right, what's next? Uh, what is next? Next is after the bomb, after the bomb. Oh, Beyond the Supernatural. Let me find that book, unless you've got it quicker. No, 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 no. All right, I, I've got it right there. There it is. I'm opening it now. Boom. Damn it. Is it on the screen? Yep. Okay. All right, Beyond the Supernatural. Okay, this is uh, the, the, the first one we did that uh that was based in the now without any super high tech superhero nonsense it's it's now that is now except in the shadows in the back alleys underground chanting whatever the the mystical is real low powered magic 
All right. Unlike, unlike palladium where it's all high fantasy, you know, high magic count, stuff like that in this world, magic is strong. Sure. But it's not prevalent. It's not everywhere. It's in the hidden places, the dark places. And this is the first palladium game that presented itself as a semi horror genre. Doesn't have to be. It's not like Call of Cthulhu or, or other games like that. You don't have to play it as a horror game, but you can. Did you say more X-Files? I, I would say it's it's more X-Files. Or Outer Limits X or something. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, no, uh, X-Files. I would say X-Files. Okay. X-Files could be scary or it could be procedural, mm -hmm. depending on the episode. Beyond the Supernatural, depending on the adventure, it could be that too. It has utility. And it is the, it is the first palladium game where i believe except for palladium fantasy in some instances that horror factor is actually appropriate that insanities are actually appropriate to be given out like like tic tacs because some of this stuff is going to make you go crazy and you're going to be scared if you are if this thing right here this thing look isn't he's in an alley comes out of an alley and bears down on you you're going to shit yourself that's completely appropriate you're going to fail a horror check. I get it. If it eats your kid or your friend or whatever, are you going to go, you're going to get a phobia. You're going to get a, a, a delusion and insanity. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. But in palladium fantasy, it's a high magic world. This stuff is not unknown. People know about dragons. People know about demons. People know about elementals. People know about crap that looks scary and is scary. And there it's not a shock to them. So insanities don't make sense. Initial horror factor problems make sense. In in uh, Heroes Unlimited, where you are greater than 99.99 ad infinitum of, of people in the world by virtue of you having superpowers. If a demon comes on you, horror factor, maybe. Insanity, no. No. It would take a lot more than that. But in Beyond the Supernatural, most of the time, it's mundane. It is a mundane deal. You're a cop. You're a private investigator. If you are a magic user of some kind, it's you start at first level. You're a garbage magic user. You're, you're a hedge wizard, basically. If you were face-to-face -face with an actual demon like this thing, you're going you're gonna to crap yourself just like a, a school kid would. So I, I like it, the fact that insanities now make sense to me. Palladium had them for a while. But they didn't actually make sense to me until Beyond the Supernatural. And, of course, just like in Heroes Unlimited, it's based in the now, in our world, or a mirror of our world. And so the Game Master doesn't have to use time to world build. You can just use maps. Just This is the map of Chicago. Here we are. You know, you could do that. It's fine. And because most of this game is based in the now and based in normal society you have you now have things that you have to do that you didn't have to do before and here is unlimited and you have to worry about you don't have to worry so much about your mundane life your mundane job in palladium fantasy you, you nothing about you was mundane you're in a high fantasy world so you didn't have to worry about a secret identity or doing things on i mean the spot. adventuring is your job <laughs> adventuring is your job right that's how you make money but in beyond the supernatural there's no money to be made in in fighting the evil forces that go that go bump in the night you have to have a job you have to have a cover life you have to have all this stuff 
And if, if people, if you tell people that what you do, they're going to call the cops on you. They're, they're, they're going to call CPS. They're going to take your kids. They're, 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 they're going to call, you know, uh, shrinks to come around. They're going to descend upon you like vultures. It's going to happen. So you got to keep that life separate. You got to keep it secret. It's not like a secret identity because it, it's a, it's still you doing this stuff. You're not a superhero. You don't have a secret identity like that, where you put on a mask and stuff, because unlike in Heroes Unlimited, if you're running around with a mask, people can call the cops on you and you're going to get arrested and you're going to get found out. So I, I, I like that it has that, that extra layer of, of realism on top of my game. It's not oppressive realism, but it's, it's the more making sense realism. You know, it, it makes sense with the game genre. Now, what I don't like about it, personally, I like, you know, high magic environments, high power environments. I don't like characters to start off that way. I like them to be able to get there. You know, starting off as Superman sucks. Becoming Superman at the end of all your level progression, I'm okay with that. Beyond the supernatural, you're it's very much like like Call of Cthulhu, except it's worse in the fact that you know you can't win. But in Call of Cthulhu, you get to die be- before you your <laughs> character comes comes to the realization that you're really never gonna win. But or if not die, you're that, never going to have that realization anyway because you're fucking nutters. Exactly. Or or you just, you just go crazy and it doesn't matter anymore. But in Beyond the Supernatural, you live long enough to realize you're never going to win. The, the idea of winning is ridiculous. There's always going to be evil supernatural things. They're always going to feed on people, on, on either their, their flesh, their soul, or their anxiety or fear. And there's no way to get rid of them. It's you keep fighting until you, until you go down swinging and that's it. There's no win condition. And while again, that's part of reality, I get it. The reality of this world is that there's no win condition. I get it. I don't have to like it. (laughs) I mean, here's a question. I mean, do you play games like D20 modern? No. Yeah. See, I mean, so I get, I get what you're saying with that. I mean, Shadowrun might be similar thematically, uh, you know, where you can, understand cars and drones and so on and so forth but you're kind of playing a super heroic character or cyberpunk whatever right um uh, this is, is you not? you're just playing a mundane schmuck well, maybe most, of the, schmuck most of the occs or mo- most of the classes in this thing are mundane schmuckish yeah now there are people who love d20 modern type games this game is going to be up your alley then yeah that's fine uh me me personally I think it's too uh, too mundane for me. It is it is too grounded in reality. I like a little more a little. And you're saying too grounded in reality. You're talking about demons and devils. Oh my! Like I get it. Yes, I'm talking about the the mechanics and feel of the game is a little too mundane. Okay, well let's go, let's go back to X Files. X Files is pretty mundane. I mean, they're dealing yeah. with those oh, space aliens and and weird cults and so forth. But ultimately speaking, you don't have wizards riding around and dragons throwing fireballs right. at people. You don't have big cyborgs, you know, and drugged up people, you know, sure. running around taking hits and not even moving down or, or you know, taking a lot of damage. Whatever, uh, you know, you don't have anthropomorphic animals or super powered people, th- you know, just yep. walking through walls. As we were saying before, it. yeah. So 
I, I'm in agreement with you on that on that portion. Yeah. Of it. So I understand we, why they went this way. I don't have to like it. Yeah. I but I get it. I yeah. get it. But and it like makes it. sense. It does yes. make sense. Yes, it does. It makes perfect sense. I just don't like it. Okay. So what am I going to give this? I'm going to give it three, three, three stars. Okay. The reason being is because I I like the the fact that the uh, the world is how it is. It makes perfect sense. And insanity and horror factor are are more have been a mechanic for a while, but now they're what I would consider much more useful and appropriate in a game like this and uh go going forward in into riffs now you understand uh insanities and and horror factor more because in riffs it again be, becomes much more appropriate these things become appropriate so it it's it's snowballing like i like palladium to do each book built upon the last because the, this uh this whole insanity and horror factor thing helps build books that come later i like that what I don't like is the fact that, again, you as a player will never feel like you've won anything. Because even if you win today, the fight just starts again from scratch tomorrow and and you're only as good as your next win in a, in a, in a, in a world like this. And that that can really demoralize somebody. Now, should it demoralize your character? Yeah. Should it demoralize <laughs> the player? No. No. But it does. I've seen people like quit beyond the supernatural because fuck, I just it's not fun anymore. I I I never feel like I'm winning. Well, you it's don't. not even monster of the week, it's monster no. of the week knowing that there's gonna be a monster the next yeah. week. Yeah, knowing there's no win, you're not you're never gonna feel like you win, and players just quit. I've seen it and I understand it. I mean, that goes to the same thing about mechanoids, right? People complained about that with mechanoids, does yeah. it seem like there is no hope? There's no way to win. There isn't, but it was it was a short it was a it wasn't a world it was a very expansive adventure module <laughs> that you're going to get through to the end whereas if you're in the world like beyond the supernatural an actual world you want to feel like you you've accomplished something maybe not winning as a as an end result but made the world a better place right that's i'll i'll take that no beyond the supernatural does not give that to you it doesn't so there you go I, I want to partially agree and disagree with Heathen Dog on something. Uh, just to start off that way again. The horror factor side of it. I kind of don't like the way horror factor works in Palladium. Because I, I think I think it should be for more things. And we actually had a slight discussion about this on Discord. Talking about that. If a tank, and you hear the rumbling of a tank, you don't even see it. You just hear the rumbling of a tank coming down the street. Imagine that scene in Saving Private Ryan when they're all sitting there getting ready to sticky bomb the tanks and, you know, and, and the soldiers were starting to come up and, you know, the tank hadn't come around the corner yet. That's horror factor. Well, you don't roll that in Palladium because it doesn't look like a gooey monster beast with tentacle arms. Fuck that. Roll your horror factor. Well, that's dumb. That's not how it works in this game. Well, that it's horror. Dude, you are about to shit your pants when that when that cannon comes around and is crossing your face hole. That's horror factor. I think horror factor should be rolled more in all of the games where I agree with them is the insanity side of it. Without taking a blow to the head or something, just seeing, you know, I, I screamed like a little girl this morning because I had a spider in my bathroom. I have my own horror factor on there. What do you want? I got to put, you know, but 
um, I don't think that everything should cause you to crap your pants. Maybe a moment of indecision, whatever. And I'm not going to get into the, the game mechanics rules of it, but I think Horror Factor is a great tool. It's one of the first things I loved about Playdom when I played it back in the day. I I, I just think that it could be more expansive. Because otherwise, uh, for example, oh, I, I've seen 10 bogeymen. Do I really have to freaking roll Horror Factor again? No. <laughs> You've killed enough of these things where you don't have to. Yeah, but Call of Cthulhu has a mechanic for that, whereas Palladium does not. Call of Cthulhu has a mechanic to where if you lose uh, in sanity points equal to the, the maximum amount of sanity you can lose in one roll, you no longer lose sanity seeing that thing. So if okay. you see a vampire and you lose, say, uh, this is an exaggeration, one, one, one D6 and you lose three, you see another vampire, you lose four. You can never lose sanity from seeing a vampire again. You're as scared as you can be of vampires. You've done it. Yeah. You're, you are now acclimated to vampires. And I think Palladium could might benefit from something like that. Sure. I, I don't think it needs a big rule on that. And it's a little, no, out, no. Of, a little out of scope, but just something to say that, hey, after, I would make it loosey-goosey. Honestly, I would. I would do a typical Palladium fashion for something that's like Game Masters. After a character has seen this creature once or twice or, you know, uh, certain creatures once or twice, especially if they've defeated it. Let the party or you know, don't roll horror effect or or make it much less uh, of a penalty or only on a surprise roll. Like, holy shit, what's that? Oh, God dang it. You know, vampire, you know, if you leave it at something like that, that's fine. Anyway, that's that's kind of outside the scope. I just want to put that out there because I really I love horror factor conceptually. I really do. I just think that the way it's written or way it's utilized right now, heathen dogs, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, the one thing that I loved about Beyond the Supernatural, and I've got to be upfront, I'm with Heathen Dog in this one. I don't play D20 modern games. I'm not interested in playing X Files. I don't even go so far as to play Call of Cthulhu or Vason. Not my genre, not my thing. Okay. A lot of the Palladium games, honestly, are not my genre. The ones that are my genre are the ones they don't do anymore Robotech, TMNT, you know, but uh, uh, it's not my genre, not my thing. But I love the proximity. Uh, 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 powers where it's when there's nothing going on, you're pretty much a normal person, you can barely yep. bend a spoon. Yep, but when things are happening, when you're confronted by that supernatural beast, all of a sudden you're a supernatural beast. So you're not walking down the streets blowing out light, uh, you know, street lamps, you're not walking down the streets lifting up cars and throwing them around like Heroes Unlimited. No, you're, you're just Joe walking down the road. Hello to Joe from Biggest Geekus, who's going to be listening to this on podcast in about two months. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, no, uh, it, no that, that's actually true. I mean, uh, in in Heroes Unlimited and Palladium Fantasy and Rifts, if you have psionics or magic, you don't need a gun. Well, and beyond the supernatural, you could be a master psychic. Bitch, you're going to need a gun. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to need it because because if if you get if you get uh, roughed up by by a street tough in an alley, your your master psionic power is shit. It's not going to help you against a knife even because that's not a supernatural creature. No. And, and I think, I think that's a very interesting and useful mechanic. Now I've had a couple people send us messages in the past saying, well, that's, that's just a mechanic to explain away games to, you know, that's just, that's trying to find a reason not to have your powers all the time. But I think even as somebody who studied the occult in the past and somebody who looks at movie tropes, I think that that is actually something power invokes power. If you think of it as ley lines and riffs, right yeah. outside the ley lines, you have, now I get it's higher powered game, but let's just go with this. You don't have much power on the ley line. 
you're soaking in all types of power. Well, think yeah. of the beast itself as being its own little proximity ley line. I like that. I, I, I absolutely like that, that concept. Um, and it allows game masters to do exactly what Heathen Dog said. You know what? You got the street thugs that are going to mess with you. And what's your job? I'm an IT tech. <laughs> IT tech. That's a that's a little redundant there, but you get what I'm saying. Like uh, I'm the nerd who sits in the chair with my with my uh, un, my unkempt beard and my sweaty through. Uh, 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 Did you turn it shirt? off and turn it back on again? <laughs> turn it off, turn it back on again. You know. Well, oh, what was it? What's that old Saturday Night skit? Skit. Move. <laughs> you know, like a. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, not good at anything else, but that, yeah, now you're going to get into a night fight. What are you going to do, schmuck? Are you armed? No, guns are bad. Well, guess what? Give me your money. <laughs> I want your lunch money and your dinner money. So I'm actually I, the most powerful psychic anyone's ever seen. No, not right that, now. <laughs> that's great. Um, okay, utilize it. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got blood trickling from your nose. Your eye, blood vessel popped in your eye. And what happened? Oh, a little pebble went, oop. <laughs> but anyway yeah we're exaggerating there but but you get the point i i, I do like that conceptually outside that i have no real complaints about this game other than it's not my genre i i was kind of bored when we went through it and and i pardon me for saying that it is not a bad game if you like the genre you want this game you want it it's got good, the combat rules are written well oh that's actually something we should have said about after the bomb oh yeah after the bomb Oh yeah, we forgot that. Oh shit. This sucks uh, because I'm going to clip that part out. I know, I know, I know. It, if you want Palladium uh combat system explained to you the best possible way, get after the bomb just for that. Yeah. We it had one glitch, but that that's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. Anywho, that sucks because I'm going to I'm going to be splitting these up when it comes to the videos, but oh well. Uh hey, go watch the after the bomb video. But uh, but I, other than that, I have nothing bad to say about the game. Like I said, other than it's not my genre. If you like investigative type games, if you like superpower type games, if you are not super sorry, supernatural type games, if you want to play supernatural TV show, X Files the TV show, Warehouse Thirteen or whatever the hell that show is called, this those is t- those types of games, or you want to put that into a game, you have found it right here. You will not go wrong with this. And my star rating for this one is. I got to take my personal opinions out of this. Like it's not my genre. So because of that, I'm actually going to bump it up to four stars. All right. And, and it, it, while I wouldn't necessarily be a fan of like, Hey, I get to play and I'd be on the supernatural uh, campaign. It offers a lot to the player who wants the genre. It's very similar to me as heroes unlimited where heroes unlimited offers you a lot. Actually heroes unlimited offers more than this one. But this one's focus, it focuses it right. If that makes sense. In its niche. Yep. All right. Um, let's now add in the next game that we covered. Uh, open with Brave. Nightbane. Yep. Boom. Nightbane. All, All right. right. Nightbane. Now, this one right here is... Uh... Unlike After the Bomb, it has a backstory that actually makes sense. It's fantastic, but it makes sense. How how supernatural forces invaded our world, uh, kidnapped or, or coerced, you know, key politicians, police chiefs and senators and congressmen to 
to reshape the our you know our country and other countries in the world because it's not just a U.S. thing; the whole world is invaded. To to bring us under under the heel of our demonic overlords without us even knowing it. It's fantastic, but it's logical. So it's better than after the bomb right out of the gate. Now the idea that the universe tried to rectify this or something to the line by by randomly mutating adolescent humans into supernatural monsters <laughs> is ridiculous i will admit especially because no one almost no one there's like a three percent chance that you could be uh mutated into something pretty into something good looking you know like you actually look like a like a good guy my character is fantastic yeah yeah a, a fantastic nightmare <laughs> but that is that that is what you become as a nightbane you're a human being and you're supposed to defend the world you're supposed to defend the world against against alien invasion or or be a, a resistance force against the ongoing invasion but everyone who sees you is going to go insane and th think you're the bad guy and try and kill you. Now, does that have its place? Sure. That has its place in some stories, but when everyone looks like the bad guy, it loses its meaning. It, you know, look, looking like a Cenobite loses its meaning, loses. <laughs> impact. I love that. Yeah. Just does. I mean, if everyone looks looks like Pinhead, eh, everyone's a prom queen. But I'm Whatever. the good, good. I'm the good guy, Cenobite. <laughs> exactly right. No one's gonna believe you. It doesn't matter. So I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. That everyone has to look look like a evil monstrosity just because. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous to me. It doesn't make any sense. Well, you only look like an evil monstrosity in your nightbane form. I thought. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you so, only have powers most of the time in your nightbane. Yeah, form. okay, right. But I mean, but you're not like you're not like that in your nine to five. No, but when you're saving the day, you're doing it as a monstrosity. Yeah. That is that is a disconnect dichotomy type thing that I can't I can't reconcile in my head. So that part of Nightbane I don't like. The the idea that that you are hunted by by the by the people who have secretly taken over the world just for the virtue that you are a nightbane and there's no real way to hide it forces you to gather together to defend yourself and defend your planet because the only other choice is to roll over and die i like that because it it, it gives players a reason to gather together it gives players a reason to trust each other and there's kind of a victory condition unlike beyond the supernatural yeah, and unlike beyond the supernatural there is a victory condition will you reach it maybe not but you know what it is. It's there. Is it achievable? I don't know. But I can see it. Like everyone can see Everest. Not many people reach the top though. But they can see it. Whereas in Beyond the Supernatural, Everest is there. Maybe. No. And you keeps growing. Like, Every time you, you yeah. get up a, a, a yeah. little bit, it's growing even it's growing. The, the, the top, the, the freaking goalpost keeps getting moved on you. Whereas <laughs> in Nightbane, the goalpost is there. It's not moving. It's just that most people are not going to reach it. But that's fine. That's fine. Because it's there and it's real. So already we're we're uh we are we're above the beyond the supernatural. Now the Nightbane powers is is very reminiscent of Heroes Unlimited superpowers. 
not working exactly the same, but similar. Similar. Now, would I've liked them to be exactly the same as oh. what happened? No, uh, one, one. that wasn't. Well, no, it wasn't supposed to go over. The last ones didn't go over there. All right, there you go. All right, uh, I I would have liked them better if they worked like superpowers from Heroes Unlimited, but I don't know which one came first. I completely forget. I, I think Nightbane may have come first. I don't know. Before I thought Heroes Unlimited was the third I, game that, done. I I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. So is there is is the reason for it that Nightbane came first? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. But I would have liked them to be the same instead of uh, uh, PPE based, because again, it's a mechanic that only uh, only is in Nightbane and is nowhere else. And I don't think that's playing to Palladium Strength. Again, I'm going to say it again. Palladium Strength is that when you introduce a new mechanic, it moves forward with the system. Books, other books after that will use it and expand upon it, integrate it in, into, into the new world. I like that idea. Palladium does that a lot. For the, the Nightbane powers, obviously it doesn't because there are no Nightbane in, in any other you know, books moving forward. So they made up their own system for Nightbane, and I think they just could have reused the the generic system for superpowers from Heroes Unlimited, and it would have been fine. But what they ended up doing was they they took superpowers from Heroes Unlimited and bio e points, the idea of bio e points from after the bomb and mushed them together. Whereas you have superpowers, but you have to buy them with PPE or buy them with PE or buy them, you know, you have a certain number of points that you can, you can cannibalize from other places to get more powers. So it's a buy system, but a superpower system as well. I think it went the wrong way. That wasn't necessary, but the, the uh, gameplay is palladium, palladium normal. You know, the whole palladium system is, is normal. Uh, now magic psionics is a little downplayed here because everyone should be a nightbane should be because that's the name of the damn book i mean you can be a human that's a magician you can be a human that's a psychic or you can be a nightbane that is psychic or a nightbane that is a magic user as well but you're weaker than you know you're weaker in both but uh, magic and psionics is downplayed because you have the nightbane and the book wants you to be a nightbane i get it um what else about it uh Oh, uh, Night Nightbane also introduced the idea that jumping dimensions is normalized. You don't see this again until Rifts. But Nightbane can buy the the inherent ability to go to the mirror world. The uh, uh, it's an alternate dimension of Earth that is basically like a, a, a Tales from the Dark Side, whereas uh, it's it's this world but not, or uh, or. Uh, What's the one with with uh, Ron Ron Silver uh, Ron Ron Sterling? I'm blanking. The Twilight Zone. On... Yeah, Twilight Zone. It's 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 like Twilight Zone. You know, it's our world, but not. You know, where there are duplicates of us there, but also it is. You know, it's always Twilight. It, everything's a little more evil. Everything's a little more oppressive. But it normalized another dimension being accessible, which is the beginning of the idea of rifts. Okay. All right. But if, if you are playing them in, in order, then, you know, Nightbane would be before Rips because Rips is the last game, the last Palladium game you should play. 
It really is because it's every other Palladium game rolled into one. <laughs> but uh, um, out, outside of Rifts, it's the only one that that norm that deals with other dimensions as a norm. Whereas in all the other ones, they're very special, you know, one-time things that happen. In Palladium Fantasy, there's not a whole lot of dimension hopping. You can, you can open a rift, but it's not normalized. In Heroes Unlimited, other dimensions aren't even really suggested that much. But in Nightbane, the, the mirror dimension is there all the time. It's always there, always accessible to a Nightbane if he wants it. You don't get that again until rifts. So that was good. But overall, it's giving in a star rating is rough because there's stuff I don't like, but there's not a whole lot. I hate. I mean, average is two and a half. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta give it a two and a half. Uh, the re the reason why it's not a three is because the Nightbane powers, not only were they not used again, which I get because Nightbane didn't appear again, but for, for something that what that you knew wasn't going to be used again, there was no reason to create a whole new mechanic for it, which they did. They could have just used superpowers, the same mechanic as, as super abilities from Heroes Unlimited, but they didn't. So yeah, bumped it down to two and a half. I'm gonna give it two and a half. Exactly. Now, now, now two and a half generally means like, hey, you know, I'm not gonna be it's, super it's enthused. But I know, can't wait to run the game, time. but hey, I'll yeah. play one. Yeah, you didn't waste your time. You're not going to have a bad time, but at the end of it, you're not going to look back on it fondly. All right? That's the way it is. So I realized what you're talking there. I have to revise my Beyond the Supernatural. So here's an Easter egg for everybody because it won't be on the super, Beyond the Supernatural video. I have to actually revise my Beyond the Supernatural score from a 4.0 down to a 3.5. Why is that? I completely forgot to talk about the, the best part of the game. Which was? They haven't written the magic magic book yet. <laughs> oh, right. No magic. Yep. I mean, it talks about magic and it's not been there. So, yet, yeah. And I know that might sound a little silly, but but that is an important part of, of that could probably change how Beyond the Supernatural plays. But let's get back to Nightbane here. Nightbane is one of those games that you would think with my background in the occult and all that other nonsense that I'd be super enthused about. I'm not. I'm not. To me, to put it quite simply, this is an NPC book for uh, Rifts or Heroes Unlimited. If I want a 400 SDC monster that looks like a skeleton man with uh, with weird, uh, what was all the other stuff I rolled up? Powers yeah, uh, to be, to uh, be the bad guy. Plastic skin shards coming out of all your joints. Yeah. Oh, it's, and it was clear. You could see yeah, through. Yeah, you could see through. You could see through it. So you could see all your tendons and muscles and whatnot. Yeah. So if I wanted to do that, um, great, great book. Other than that, I would say that this is an expansion to Beyond the Supernatural. I know it plays differently, but that's that's how I see it. I would rather that this game was an expansion to Beyond the Supernatural or a monster creating book for Rift slash Heroes Unlimited. Other than well, that, plus uh, the the uh, the the backstory is a recipe for how to win with fascism. Yeah. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> uh, I I. I'm not super enthused about it. I don't care about the game. If somebody were to say, uh, uh, hey, I'm going to run a Beyond the Supernatural game, I'm like, eh, modern. Somebody say I'm going to run a Nightbane game, eh, modern. <laughs> like, like I, I see them as so similar. I know they're not supposed to be, but I see them as just 
incredibly similar. Uh, and the reason we don't do it to 10 is because, well, first of all, my system's to 20, and this just goes back to Legion with weekly live stream stuff that was uh, one... Uh, Sorry, I, I didn't allow zero stars. <laughs> unless uh, it didn't actually exist. But yeah, unless it didn't exist. So half star to, to five star uh, rating. It's okay. We, we can figure out fractions. We're, we're, we're Americans. Yeah. Uh, we're grown. We, 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 like, we like fractions. We don't need decimal points. Uh, but ultimately, I, I don't really have anything else to say. I'm not super enthused about it. I don't hate it. I think it's one of those games that I'm glad exists. I'm glad people want to play it. I'm glad that people find it... Uh, I don't want to say just enjoyment. It sounds again. That sounds kind of uh, not uh, fun. There was some people find it, it fun. Yeah, it's, fun. it's it's there for you. But I would just want to lump this in with Beyond the Supernatural. I think it enhances Beyond the Supernatural, in my opinion. Even though people in in chat are gonna be like, "No, Beyond the Supernatural does this," and Nightman has this other thing. All I see this is Monster Hunter. Just it comes from uh, uh, you know the outer planes instead of, or and I'm sorry, and you're the monster. You yeah, know? you're also uh, the monster. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm giving it two and a half stars, which is average, which is, you know, Heathen Dog's like, hey, I'm going to run the game. And I lived up in Michigan because I'm not I don't play online. Uh, all right. You know, yeah. we'll see how it goes. I mean, it'd be fun to hang out with a few people and, and play this game. I'm, I'm not going to poo poo it. And, you know, but I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, can you please run a Nightbane game, please? Mm. Or if you were given a choice, you wouldn't choose this. No, I would no, I wouldn't choose yeah, this or be on the supernatural. But that has more to do with it being modern than anything else. I just don't get into those games. So once again, like I said with Beyond the Supernatural, if you find this type of game great, then you, you want to get it because it's still the palladium system. It's as he's already said, it's still it still has those tropes. It has some weird ass <laughs> creatures that you can make for yourself uh again you go look at our it wasn't even character creation video i remember what video it was but when we were going when through we part of the, you yeah yeah when we went through just part of the character creation process and we created me wow uh, i had a horror great. factor that went beyond the scale of horror factor just yeah, as he a, had a player horror factor of 22 which yeah. which from what i understand you can't have above 18 right. but by the roles he had a horror factor of 22 and i was the good guy and he was the good guy right <laughs> does that make sense to you so uh, it, you can have a lot of fun with it. I say that if you get this book, though, use it to create the demons from beyond the supernatural. Use it to create your yeah. monsters for Heroes Unlimited and Rifts. And then you have a I mean, this is a wonderful book for that. Yes. Right. Um, OK. Um, yeah, I, I, I have it right here because it tried to pop on the screen too early. And last, last but not least, wow, this segment, remember, I told you, I jinxed it. I said yeah, this is going to be a quick episode, and oh. guess what? Uh, last but not least, the game we've recently covered, the game where Heathen Dog only gets a B plus because he forgot to make a character for it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe we can do that next year. Uh, but right. uh, Riffs, Ultimate Riffs Edition. Ultimate Edition. Objectively worse than regular Riffs. Objectively worse. They made uh, Kevin made horrible mistakes when he updated riffs, and th this is this is what we have to show for it. Can I can uh, I can I say back, one thing in defense? Like you said before, was it about Beyond the Supernatural? Uh, yeah. it, there was a necessity for it, though. Whether I we like it. it or not, it was based on the zeitgeist. Yeah. Well, I get you. I'm with you. I'm with you. But it's based <laughs> yeah. on the, at least have that understanding for folks that yeah. it, that it, it was based on the zeitgeist. 
All right. So what we have here is uh, the, the riffs made a little bit worse because of people, other people and their, and their opinions, which most people's opinions are wrong. And it leaked in the riffs book. And what we have is the riffs ultimate edition. It, it gives new OCCs, which are worthless. Elemental fusionist is one of them. Stupid. Uh, shifter, rifter, gifter, bifter, whatever. Worthless class. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, it, it gives, uh, it gives uh, automatic dodge to people beyond um, beyond juicers, which is strange to me because juicers pay an ultimate price for for things. They they should have stuff that's just theirs. I don't get it. I don't get it. But riffs in general, when when I talk something good about riffs, I'm talking about riffs 1994. All right. So riffs in general is the culmination of Palladium. What I said before, all the other books were were building upon each other, from mechanoids up to now. For the most part, books would 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 make a a new concept or or put forth a new concept, and that would roll over into the next book and the next book, gathering strength being being refined. And then we hit the bottom of the hill, which is riffs, where everything can exist. The idea of rifts is in the name. I mean, uh, there are holes to other dimensions that are these other books. There's dimensions to Heroes Unlimited universes. There's dimension to Beyond the Supernatural universes. There's dimension to Night Nightbane universes. There's a rifts dimension that leads to Palladium Fantasy. All of this stuff is possible. And with, with the rifts conversion books, you can bring these other systems to rifts and convert it to the rifts system, which... Doesn't take a lot, to be fair. Doesn't take a lot. Especially that since second edition came out with all the other books, if you play second edition Palladium Fantasy, you can easily go over to Rifts. The only thing you need the conversion book for is to know if you go to MDC or not and how much it converts to. Okay, boom. Five minutes and you're good to go. Rifts is a smorgasbord of everything. Everything is possible. Everything of old characters that you played in other Palladium systems, you can bring here. But they were level 10. They're strong. Well, level 10's great and all, but in Rifts, yeah, you're still just a dude. You know, le level 10 in Palladium Fantasy, you are hot shit. Le level, level 10 in Rifts, you probably aren't. I mean, you're better than the average Joe, to be fair. But come on, Rifts is, you know, big and powerful. You are still a little fish in a big pond. And after Rifts, offshoots all kinds of other things. Phase World. Um, uh, scrapers. Scrapers. The, the three galaxies. The, the Anvil, you know, galaxy stuff like that. So you have a whole lot of stuff from Rifts. You can jump off now into space. That's great. That's absolutely great. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about Rifts other than that. That. Uh, Okay, well, what's what's the? Uh, I think you kind of did it there. You just said, you know, what did it bring to the Palladium multiverse uh, or megaverse? What, what did it? What did it bring? And what's the po or what's the positive? And the positive was it literally brought in everything. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it brought in all the other books. It made all the other books relevant to now because so they can all be used. So what's the negative? What's the negative impact that Riffs had on? The negative impact is that uh, what uh, what what Max doesn't like about Riffs is the is the, the the Gonzo aspect of it that everything can exist, so everything does. But a lot of times, unless the game master is very careful, it can it can turn it into a, into a shit show. It can turn it into into just a a, a ridiculous mash of of things that shouldn't be. Now that's the idea of riffs. It is, but in practice, you have to be very, very careful with that or it can get out of hand. And with riffs, it's very easy to get out of hand and roll into the ridiculous side of things. Which I, I, I hate taking this devil's advocate side because I agree, but I'm going to promote for some people is exactly the benefit of it though. You can finally play the characters or the setting or the concept of your weird, crazy, wacky Gonzo dream. Hey, play tune. Shut up. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Riff's strength and weakness is its absolute versatility. The strength is it has the absolute versatility. The weakness is you must use the absolute versatility. You have to, or else it's not Riff's. So, it's really, really hard to thread that needle between fun and ridiculous. And, so, and and that's subjective. That's not even objective. Yeah, it is, that's, it, that, that's so, the problem. It is I think subjective. it's all ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it, that, that is subjective. So, you know, one, one person can think, you're, oh, you're doing great. And another person at the same table is like, this is ridiculous. And they're both right. Yeah. Which sucks as a game master because that doesn't help you any. You know? So, uh, my rating is going to be uh, a three. I have to be a three. The The reason Whoa. being, yeah, I have to, uh, because I'm rating riffs ultimate that right there lost a star. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So you're not lost rating the, the riffs system as a whole. No, I'm you rating just, this book. Specifically this book. Got this it. Book, okay. The riffs ultimate edition is objectively worse than original riffs. Objectively worse. That lost a star. And the other star loss is because yes, riffs strength is anything can happen. Riff's weakness is everything does happen. And it's so hard for a game master to navigate and still, and still come out reasonable and, and, and uh, coherent at the end. That's damn near a mic drop right there because you just took my talking point from me. Oh, sorry. No, it's good. Um, I, so what, what I said about it is uh, it's a kitchen sink game. Yeah. So uh, if you look closely at the animations, you will see a tumbling kitchen sink going across the asteroid field. It's there. Um, get the reference. Uh, yeah. It requires the GM to actively, actively approve and disapprove everything from OCCs, RCCs, you know, the character classes, to source books, to everything in the it's game it's not as bad as 5e but it's not great depending on your mindset it can be worse than 5e it's similar to me because there are well maybe even worse because there are more source books for riffs <laughs> but uh but ultimately i think that this is more of an old school game in with regarding people know how to say no in fact in fact i'm gonna flip the script a little bit here okay i hear a lot of game masters bitch about things that actually aren't problems it's because they're bad game masters. Glitter boys are too powerful. I take their boom guns away from them. 
It's bad game mastery. What? Um, how about you prepare for the fact that there are glitter boys, you know, or a glitter boy or one, two, whatever in the party. And if they're all clumped up together, standing right next to the glitter boy, great. Take them all out with missiles. But the TPKs the party. Well, they'll learn tactics, oh. won't they? Yeah. <laughs> like, like maybe use that wilderness scout. Watch, watch some A-team once in a while. Pincer maneuvers. Pincer maneuvers. Yeah. <laughs> right. At the very least, you're not all in the same place. <laughs> uh, glitter boys are slow. Sure, they can take a beating. Sure, they can leave a beating. Glitter boy uh, ammo isn't just laying around all over the place. No. It takes like, what, five rounds to at least to, to reload a, a, a boom gun? Well, it, it does say it in there. I forget what it is. It, do, it does mention it. But, but even still, there, it's not like it's laying around all over the place. By the time that character's third, fourth level, he's probably running out of some ammo. Yeah, yeah. You're going to need, uh, you know, if you don't have an operator, you're going to need repairs and ammo. Right. Um, so th if you think that the glitter boy is too powerful for your game, maybe you're right. Maybe your setting is, is lower tone. That's fine. But if you're just saying like, well, no, the base glitter boy is too powerful. I don't allow my game End a story. Then, uh, then you you need to yeah. grow up a little bit. Yeah. And I'm also going to say this cause I fucking hate him. Oh, but I'm going to say this about same with the dragon. Mm. The dragon's dumb. It's not overpowered. No, it is dumb. Yep. As a race, as a playable race, it is dumb. But it's a kitchen sink game. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so it fits. It's yes. dumb, but it fits. Right. So if you're saying no because the dragon's overpowered, again, you have a severe lack of imagination. Yeah. And this is where Heathen Dog was right because this game is a game I don't ever want to be a game master for. Because it takes work to properly set up a scenario that the that the characters can be challenged have dang near infinite ability to attack run away sneak around whatever and you have to put it all together with what are the abilities what can how many attacks does this juicer have and with what bonuses versus ooh the city rat over there well, I mean, hopefully he's not charging in the front, but what is he going to find out? What can the ley line walker do? Is there a ley line here? What's the mind melter doing? You know, what what are these classes doing? Is the shifter causing problems? I know Heathen Dog doesn't like the shifter, but you know, yeah. there's one in the group. Is he trying to riff some things in or out? What is going on here? And you have to be prepared for that. If you just start saying no, 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 this is not the game for you. If you can't handle, yes, 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 yes. Oh, shit, I've got to figure out how the hell that's going to work, and i got to do it quickly. This is not the game for you, at least as a game master. This is not the game for this guy as a game master. In fact, until very recently, it wasn't even for me as a player. But I've had two recent experiences that, uh, one, Kevin coming on and saying a couple of things, and actually playing in that Rifts game, if you guys want to go watch an RPG is Dumb's channel, that just one second for that uh that okay you know what i have a newfound appreciation for the game i do and gaming with adhd for 4.99 thank you very much for the 4.99 really do appreciate that thank you uh thank you for your show so much nostalgia for me from high school 30 plus years yeah same here got me to buy the bundle of pdfs and now to rebuild the old collection and i will be talking about that in segment two yeah we're not even at segment two yet <laughs> yeah well i don't i don't think i'm gonna make it <laughs> this one is way too long well, we got to cover it because it's important news for everybody. Um, anywho, if you like over the top, I'm, I'm going to stop using the word gonzo. 
if you like over the top, if you like everything can be there, but also can manage it and also know how to say no. No, you are not using that source book. I know Kevin came on and corrected Heathen Dog and said, no, they are meant to all be mashed together if that's what you want to do. I don't I don't agree with that. I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying you shouldn't. You, you're opening up a can of worms that you just make it. What is it you oh, say? Yeah. You just make that, it hard for yourself. No, you're absolutely right. That 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 is. I forgot. I completely forgot about that. The 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 problem with the Rifts World books is that they are not balanced within each against each other. Right within the books, they are balanced. Yep. New West, within the New West, balanced. Japan, sort the Japan World book within itself, balanced. You start taking stuff from Japan, move it over to New West, or vice versa imbalance happens atlantis the spellcasters from oh, yeah. uh, the no, druids from work. england and work you have to you, you as a game master have to change it up you have to you have to jigger it you have to uh, you have to bonus things here minus things there for it to work within another another frame and now, it's just too much hassle i know i know you're gonna get comments on that but i do it all the time i let them pick whatever they want because i'm a good game master and i can figure it out no no you you're probably a play a game of time. chaos yeah. let's go what was that He's a game master with with more more time and uh, and uh, you know uh, that that he wants to burn and I don't I don't have that. Okay, Crafty says take Atlantis to England and that shit breaks right, but yeah. you can do it. Yeah, Kevin even said that's how that's how it's written up. I think it's a bad idea, but there you go. This game allows for all possibilities, and I know Heathen Dog alluded to it. This will be the last thing I say other than my, than my score. Um, you can take. All of those games that we talked about beforehand, you can take your Palladium Fantasy character, and there's a, there are what three conversion books now that you can use to bring them over. You can bring your your Heroes Unlimited character over. You can bring your After the Bomb character over. Yada yada yada. It's ready for all of them. Are you ready though? Yeah. Oh, uh, my star rating. I'm actually nicer than Heathen Dog again. Wow. And it's because I'm I'm relating this to to everything as a whole within the Palladium Megaverse. I don't like the Rift's Ultimate book for many of the same reasons that he said. I think there actually are a lot of good additions in here, but I think some of those negatives that he's already mentioned the the negative attributes, the 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 um, elemental fusionist, some of the other changes that I saw. Somebody put in chat the the new look for the coalition. Mm-hmm. Those are all nonsense changes that didn't need to be done. They're dumb. Um, but you may like them. But all told, the Rifts universe, the Rifts settings, where he did the book, which is probably more appropriate than what I'm doing. I'm doing the Rifts setting. I give it four stars. The only reason I, I don't give it five is because it is complicated. And it has the worst. Don't buy the Rifts Game Master book. It won't help you out at all. Buy the Heroes Unlimited Game Master book. That one's freaking amazing. So um, you can buy like the adventure guides, or whatever. But that, but there we go. So that's it. So I, I can't remember what Heathen Dog gave, but uh, just going all down the entire three. list three. for for me, for mechanoids, I gave two and a half for Palladium Fantasy, three and a half Heroes Unlimited, four after the bomb, three point five. Again, man, that backstory. Uh, <laughs> Beyond the Supernatural, four. Nightbane, three, and Rifts. Oh, I'm sorry, I re. I retooled my after uh, my uh, Beyond the Supernatural three point five because there's no magic, and there's supposed to be magic and rifts four. So, 
There we go. That was way longer and more in depth. Way than I thought. But, but the good news is I'm going to chop these up into like seven videos. So you're never going to know. Uh, and chat, just so you guys know, I did star a couple things. We didn't get to them. I wasn't ignoring you, but I was seeing how long this was taking and I didn't want to get side, uh, sidetracked with a chat. I apologize. Uh, there were a couple up there that I did star anyway. This is back all the way in Palladium Fantasies. I always love that cover art. Yeah. Um, you mean the Dragonlance art? The cyan yeah, bloodbane, Dragonlance art, yeah. <laughs> the cyan bloodbane, yeah. uh, talking to uh, what's the Sylvanesti King's name? I forget. <laughs> so yeah, uh, what, what's the crafty had? Okay, if I were to expand my Palladium fantasy books from Core Twee book, what books should I get? Expand Palladium fantasy books to all of the Core Twee book. What books should I get? Hmm. I think they're all good. That's the yeah. thing. That's the weird thing. All yeah, of the world books yeah. are good for, especially for Palladium fantasy, because there aren't as many of them. Yep. Uh, you you should really get. Uh, I don't know if they have the uh, second edition, um, Pantheon books. I I know they have revised. I don't know if they have second edition for the for the Pantheon of the Gods and stuff like that. But that is definitely useful. Yeah, because they took them out of first or took it took them out of second edition when they're in first edition. Yeah, it is useful. Even if you get revised or first edition, it's useful. You start what this does one. Heathen Dog consider a five to five game. Okay, see that's a problem right there because I am notorious for being super stingy with five stars. I don't give out five stars for nobody. <laughs> out of two and a half years of doing anime reviews, I gave out two, two, five yeah, stars? two, two or three, yeah, yeah, two or three. That's it. A five star book is fun, easy to use, easy to uh, to modify. And either comes with a robust backstory or lends to a robust backstory. And those books are few and far between. And for, uh, for Palladium, the only book I would give a five out of five is one we didn't do because we couldn't because Robotech is no longer part of, uh, part of Palladium. Books. Which one though? Cause like for me, it's Sentinels is the only one that actually makes it no, to Macross. that. Macross. I hated Sentinels. I, I, I mm. hate it. I hated the Invid invasion. Fuck all that. Okay, you know what? You're banned. <laughs> that, that was the only good thing I liked no, about it. No, the uh, it was objectively worse. I thought, but uh, the the uh, Macross, the original Macross uh, uh, Robotech book, it was my favorite. It was my favorite. I mean, uh, you had you had alien invasion. It was all understandable. N none of it was super fantastic. Uh, all the backstory made sense, even even though it was in the future all the steps leading leading to that future made sense to me now like i could see that happening no that's that's an easy choice i could see. step by step you can see that's a great backstory and then you have you have no magic you have basically no no psionics and uh you have you have uh you have giant giant stoppy robots but with with a with a power source that is well beyond the understanding of humans but just enough to where we can use it and not blow ourselves up I like that. I, I like that idea. I like it a lot. And uh, transforming mech is just neat. Just shut up. It's cool. It's just cool. And an alien invasion to where they don't really care about the earth. They only care about their, basically their master's crashed property that, that we've stolen is funny. It, it throws other alien invasion stories on its ear, right? 
usually they want our resources. They want our, they want slaves. They want water, whatever. No, they just want just give us the ship and we'll go away. That's basically it. But it was miss. It was understandable misunderstandings, which led to a war with an alien race. If we knew their their whole uh, uh, makeup and 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 force that they're bringing to bear, that they could bring to bear. We would have just given them the SDF one and say, "Okay, here you go," and then they would have left because they didn't want to deal with us, us, us mini Micronian people. They were scared of us. We just give them the ship, say bye. They'll say bye, and they would never come back. It would have been great. Yeah, no, no, we... I, I, I thought that shooting bugs was much more fun than shooting giant or miniaturized blue people. Okay, I, I understand that, but you know, an, it was they were aliens. I get it. You know, whatever. But uh, that you know, so I liked it. I liked it better, and it, and it, it was it was a very streamlined game. You didn't have to worry about magic. You didn't have to worry about psionics. Everyone was a, was a pilot of some kind, or a or a mechanic, or or a you know bridge officer or whatever. You know, it was easy. It was easy to get into. It was easy to understand. The, and you the, didn't have to watch the cartoon to get it. Yeah, because <laughs> I have never to watch did. The cartoon to get it, you didn't have to, right? So there you go. I just, it was all overall, it was, it was the, it was the most streamlined and easiest to play and, and fun palladium game out there. I'm sad they don't have the rights anymore because I, so, I would love to see a second edition Robotech. Okay. Weird guys conflating things here. Thank you for the $5 <laughs> for your conflation. How do you say we're, negative things about palladium cover art? No, I no, talked about no, one. We're talking about palladium fantasy cover art, which is a, that is, is a uh, ripoff. Exactly. That is Cyan yeah. Bloodbane with the Elven King with <laughs> using with the, the Dragon, dragon Orb. orb. Yeah. <laughs> with the Dragon Orb. That's it. Now, yes, the, the 1994 riffs with the with the blind warrior women and, and the, the Splugor Slaver, iconic cover. Iconic. And, and he's right. The world needs more naked yes, slave girls. More and sla- yes. and translucent one Pete swimsuit. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thank you for the five dollars, weird guy. Uh all right. I think that's enough. Oh, so just uh, as future goes, we will be covering more Palladium. Um, I should be getting a list from... He Actually, I want to talk to him about that list uh, uh, coming up. And you've already kind of... I don't have the graphic here, even though I've made it. Uh, the first thing you're going to be covering in 2022, for what segment is it going to be? Segment two. Segment, new two. segment two. Our new, new segment two. He is going to cover... Oh, the I'm first, sorry. Uh, the first book? source book to the mechanoid invasion. Uh, the, I'm just the, the case, why didn't you start with one? Well, source book one is the, I think it's, cons- I was just curious. Like I, uh, source book one didn't really have something that, that I was interested in doing <laughs> uh, the, the, the whole mechanoid thing. Since, since we did mechanoids first in mm-hmm. the beginning of this year, We'll do the updated mechanoids first in the beginning of next year. It seemed a synergy that I couldn't pass up. And, and that, that works. I just. For oh, me, so I just, source, source so, book one has Archie. Yes, that's true. And we, but, oh, but source book two has Archie as well. So what are you going to do? I just closed out of everything. That's okay. No, that wasn't okay. I closed out of everything. Oh, that's not, that's not okay. Well, you didn't uh, close out of StreamYard, So that's, that's good. Yeah, right, but I have to. Second. Yep. No problem. So he's got time. So let me get this stuff back up here. 
for so we talk about our segment two because I know he needs to go soon. I wasn't planning on segment one being that long, but I'm kind of glad it was because I'm going to cut that into multiple, uh, multiple uh, videos. So we'll have like eight videos that pop out this week. Maybe I'll actually get a couple of views on one. Uh, now I have to figure out everything I had open. I had that open. Okay, you know, I think I can just go with those. Son. Well, I don't know about uh, L. I don't know about no more um, Legion Myth for 2022. We'll see. I'm pretty sure. Well, first of all, I I'm pretty sure I'll be doing the Friday night chill streams. <laughs> those aren't going away. As for RPG Digest, I've got to spend some time doing some graphics, some animation. Well, I'm not going to do the animations, but I have to spend some time doing some graphics. I have to spend some time reworking uh, uh, bots. I have to figure out how I'm going to do promotions and so forth. And I think I'm going to spend this time doing that, especially since Heathen Dog isn't here. Uh, I can hang out and chat with folks if you guys want to. I have a Discord for you to tell me what your thoughts are. I can hang out and chat with folks, and maybe we can still talk about some gaming stuff. But even things like Whitechester here, I'm sure Heathen Dog wants to talk about it, so I don't want to cover that while he's not here. And I know Crafty said he wants to hear some of like of our our gaming shenanigans and so forth. There's really not much more for me to tell that's exciting as far as gaming goes, other than some of the things that I already have. Um, most of my games I would consider boring, like it's just like watching somebody else's let's plays. So, but anyway, uh, there will be a members only stream. You guys pay for that. You will yeah. get that. That there, that's uh that's done deal uh, yeah that's definitely a done deal and like i said friday night chill stream i don't since that's kind of a uh i've been i got a bunch holy hell i got a bunch of messages about the last friday chill stream it was um it was interesting to say the least okay Oop, that's not it all right are you ready for this news article i am hit me so one second here before i hit you I know nothing about this news article. He did not give it to me. He did not say what it was. I only saw the graphic. No, I told him that, uh, <laughs> I told him to make sure that, uh, that he's prepared, that he doesn't slap his camera and so forth today. Uh, come on, share it. There we go. Right. There's a website out there called The Only Edition. It is what, did, a... Have you used the graphic yet? Huh? Use the graphic what? For this segment. Oh, I did not. Yeah, see? Look at you. See, I'm just trying to get into it. All right, for segment two today, we are going to talk about holy... Beep. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold it. Holy... D&D is dead. That's right. There's our disclaimer. Check links in the description below. Trying to get to 100 people on Rumble. 100 people on Rumble, I can start streaming over there. That is our streaming schedule. And here we are. All right. The only edition. It is a 6th edition 1D&D news site. So, well, I mean, it's the only edition. edition. Right. It's, it's, you know, a Watsi uh, approved, I guess, or something. I don't know. Whatever. So, it's got a screenshot here. Of the new one D D battle pass. That's right. 
and it you know it forecasted you know season level 12 whatever right? it's it just to show what it would look like but here you go you can fight for your rewards electrifying what? costumes oh yeah this is this is all stuff you can pay for New race, I mean species. I like that. <laughs> Knock them dead artifacts and old school cool adventures. This is the one I'll click on the most. Yeah, because I might actually spend money on that one. No, what? What? Just, just to see what they changed? Well, I, I got to have my disclaimer, right? It All wasn't right. right then and it's not right now. <laughs> oh, hold on. That's right. Uh, hopefully that's big enough. All right. Wizards of the Coast unveils new D&D Battle Pass monetization. We talked about it last week, and here we are. You thought it was bullshit. Oh, Watsy's going to ruin itself. Watch it. Well, here you go, guys. Wizards of the Coast has begun to move forward with a new revenue, with new revenue streams for Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game. Oh, my God. I can't read. If I can't explain it to you, if I can't read it, let me start over. Wizards of the Coast has begun to move forward with new revenue streams for the Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game was deemed under-monetized. The first initiative was unveiled this week as they introduced a seasonal battle pass with its own proprietary leveling and reward system. That's right. You want your character to be level three? Well, you get to pay us $2.99. I'm sure it's not that bad. No, wait. Take that back. I'm not sure. Leveling happens very rarely. Well, I should say very rarely, but leveling is one of those things. I mean, that's that's an achievement. You're going you're to pay for that. We believe that this new stage of Dungeons & Dragons will herald in a new age of heroism and profits, or at least to being honest. Yeah. I mean, you, got, you know, Watsi's a lot of things, but, uh, you know, that representation kicks in right here. And at least now they're kind of showing the... I wonder how Twitter's handling that. How's Twitter handling the fact that uh, Watsi said profits? Said marketing lead Jason Garrett. Isn't he a quarterback for the Cowboys? Our hope is that the Battle Pass for Adventures will help players feel a sense of pride and accomplishment as they gain prestige and truly become heroes of the Forgotten Realms. We can't wait to see you all explore every corner of Faerun. From the top of the Sword Coast to the bottom of the Sword Coast. Why? Because every hex on that hex crawl is going to be money for D&D. Can you fucking believe they're doing this? No. I mean, after all the things that we've done, actually, I'm not surprised. I'm just happy that they're announcing it now. <laughs> I figured they were going to wait until one D&D. This is, this is really a worst case scenario where, yeah. you know, where the Watsi has turned D&D into a video game. Yeah, and, and did you not call that? I seem to remember I, you specifically taking yeah. time out of our stream to call them out for that entire concept. Yeah. Boom, right here in black and white. Players will have the chance to gain at least seven types of currency, not including the various denominations of coinage already in the game. Though not every detail has been explained, you know, of course, they're still working on this to monetize it, kind of like what EA did with loot boxes and so forth, right? Screenshots of the battle pass show that art objects pay for decorations. So if you get loot as art objects, you can pay for decorations for your PC's home. Gems are used to boost experience. Tomes reveal new feats. Does this not sound like your traditional MMO? Yeah. Again, you called it. <laughs> we can go back to that video. I mean, I'm sitting here. Are you fucking kidding me? 
You'll need to pay two ninety nine to get smell a vision, smell that troll. You know what? Once that's a thing, I bet you another five nine turn off. Did not just smell a vision. There you go. Yeah, the game master pays or the dungeon master pays the two ninety nine to turn it on, and then you as the player have to and pay the, the five. Player pays the dungeon master five ninety nine to turn it off. <laughs> yep. Uh, but but think about this. You've got gems and coins and and tokens and whatever the hell else in mmos they use to buy rare loot here and special item here and vanity item there again at least they're letting you know that you're going to have to do at least seven different methodologies of play in order to level your character up gems are used to boost experience tomes reveal new feats limited edition weekly challenge adventures available for purchase at dungeon masters guild will bring in new opportunities for great new items and loot aren't you doing this in ddo some of this stuff in dungeons and dragons yeah, online the big so, difference so, is it's free well yeah it's true that yours is free well this i bet just technically free they'll probably start free to play that's how you get all the people in to pay for the sparkle ponies yeah fair that's how you get the overwatch people to buy their dumb loot boxes yeah it's fair and this is the funny thing you are already doing this in dungeons and dragons online they are sneaking in the fucking sneaking it in that you're just playing an mmo you may as well go back to fourth edition you're playing an mmo with your friends at a table or on discord oh can you imagine the discord bots that's going to be linked to all this stuff oh wow that, that would be amazing that would be amazing to see not not to play oh god no it would be amazing to see uh oh, what's this um, it, I'll pay five dollars for the not safe worth cover. <laughs> oh. Thank you for another five dollars for talking about the rifts first edition. That cover. actually got me a really that actually got a really good idea. Okay, thanks again, weird guy. Appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, weird guy, for this great idea. I know there are nude hacks for all the MMOs out there, where you can can have all the characters on your screen be in in various state of undress all the time. And it's not server side, it's just client side. So they can't really. Well, then if really it's just you. client side, you don't even need to pay for it. Just write exactly. your Exactly. So with 1D, with all these animations they, they showed us earlier, you know, the animation scenes, stuff like that, that's going to get hacked into, you know, like, you know, furry shit or, or, uh, or BS, you know, BSDM shit or just flat out nude, everything. That's going to, that's going to be great. That's going to be awesome. The the uh, Twitch videos on that is going to be fantastic. And Wizards has promised that these new adventures will definitely not just be reused Adventure League material. Apparently, I oh. guess people had some complaints about that. Sure. I don't know. In order to maintain legitimacy as players level up their battle pass, Wizards is still looking into various methods for verification. At first, we're going to require that all games be played with sanctioned WotC Dungeon Masters, you know, kind of like the Adventure League people you get signed, sure. you know, uh, yes. I am now a, a sanctioned, you know, Pathfinder Society or Adventure League. RPGA had the same thing. You know, you could only do the RPG events if you were certified, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so it looks like they're going that route with it, uh, said Garrett. But then we realized that DMs were the only people buying our product. In fact, preliminary focus groups suggest that most of the existing Dungeon Masters will buy the Battle Pass for the players. Oh, well, Jesus. But isn't it what they said, that they're going to monetize the Dungeon yep. Masters? Yep. Again, this is just a piggyback on last week, folks. 
So a final verification method has not been decided on. Garrett has promised it will not involve NFTs. Oh, you know those weirdos <laughs> on Twitter. They hate the NFTs. <laughs> and blockchain. Well, I think everybody hates NFTs and blockchain now, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not involve any NFTs or other blockchain technology, though he had a melancholy look on his face when he said recent market developments had caused the company to look to other avenues. So apparently they wanted to. They wanted to do NFTs, but then oh, it, it, it all fell out. And that's that's it. Well, I mean, it's a short because obviously they're not releasing a lot of information yet. So that's a short. Uh, so what, what are you what are your thoughts on the fact that they've come out with this idea to monetize? Not only had they were we warning people about this and people are joking about this. Now, Watsi, a representative from Watsi has come out to say, well, let us give you an idea. Do you think do you think that this is very similar to how they put out these dumb things like, oh, the sixth edition play test just to see how people respond to it? Um, I have nothing. I swear to God, I, 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 I'm looking at this and, and it's, is it because it, you thought that when we were talking about this months ago, okay, I, I thought being I thought facetious, when I, did, yeah. when I said it, I thought it was a joke yep. and I see this and I see that it is a joke and it, it, it hurts me that uh if if a company throws out something like this that when when people read it they're like oh my god this is a goddamn travesty just like governments and companies they do it so when they when they actually push out the final product which is still ridiculous just not as not as ridiculous people think it's better and they well, it's just that whole thing of truth is stranger than fiction it's honestly, I like I can't even really rant about this because we've had so many I told you so's on this over the course of the last couple of months that I, I just I the reason I brought this up was simply to say, there you go. There you go. Look at our past videos where we we're talking about this. I'm going to actually keep this segment pretty short when it comes to this, because I don't even want to follow up with this anymore because because it would just be it'd be gratuitous ranting for no other purpose than for people to hear me say cuss words. Uh, I, I'm going to leave it at this. Let's have a short video this time. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll get some clicks on it because people need to know past that here. I will put it into chat so that somebody can copy it. Cause the chat is say, Oh no, it's not because I do it from Twitch. I'll, I'll put the link on the screen. How can I do that? How can I put the link on the screen? Well, you guys can look it up. You saw what it was. It's it's called the only edition, which is a uh, Dungeons and Dragons like D and D Beyond official site. Uh, Wizards of the Coast unveils new D and D Battle Pass monetization, December sixteenth, twenty twenty two. If you look that up, you will find it. You'll know that we weren't bluffing you. And uh, I'd love to know your thoughts, uh, your your comments, thoughts, and opinions. And put it in the chat there. And if you've seen some of our past videos, is this and I told you so, or is there something that in this we're missing? Because <laughs> fuck you people who play sixth edition or fifth edition or where the hell it is because you're the ones that bought into this nonsense good job idiots all right and that's where the youtube video is going to end and of course we know it's a fucking joke yeah we know it's a joke come on <laughs> i almost lost it i know you like, did. i uh, can see you uh, i can see this you is a joke. this is a parody uh <laughs> I can see I you and I'm like, don't it. give it away. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. I got, I got private chat for Max. Do not give it away. Do not give it away. 
pretend this is real. And I had trouble. I had trouble. I, I did too. The laughter. I did too. Laughter. I had trouble. Yep. Oh, I wanted man. to. I wanted to find a way to rant, but I couldn't because I would have just started laughing. So, yeah, uh, just, oh my god, that was hard. But you know what? Uh, the uh, what I said at the end is is probably not far off. The throw out something absolutely ridiculous like this. Mm-hmm. So when Watsy does something half ridiculous, people think it's acceptable and better. That's what that's what companies do all the time. That's what governments do all the time. They'll throw out obvious nonsense and then something something else that does most of what they wanted to fuck you over with but it seems reasoned and measured in comparison what i would like you folks in chat to do is when this video pops oh i don't even know what day it's gonna pop normally the this would pop on tuesday but it might even pop tomorrow now i don't know um can you guys do us a favor since you're the live stream watchers for the massa can you can you take it seriously (laughs) Just try, try a little bit to take it seriously because I want to see the comment section go fucking crazy thinking how we're all stupid, how we're all retarded and so forth because this part of it is only going to be for members, right? Or for the podcast two months down the road. who watched. (laughs) Yeah, only the people who watch this. I'm sure you might see it in our eyes and our face, whatever, but there are going to be enough people out there who think we are actually angry about this, thinking that it's uh, it's all, all seriousness. But uh, yeah, that'd be great if you guys could uh, could help uh, troll the. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and better yet, better yet. Uh, just just to let everyone know who's in the know that 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 we're fucking with uh, with the comment section. After your comment, that is you're a hundred percent behind that this is real. At the very end, put down Tupac lives. <laughs> that, that, that way we that way we know who we are. <laughs> there you go, Tupac lives. Um, yeah, we, I just want to, this was brought to me, uh, no, to be fair, I was almost got by this article when it was first sent to me is Baron G rock sent me the, the article yesterday and I'd only looked at the title. I was working on some stuff at the time and I looked at the title and I, I was, I sent a message like, is this real or is this a joke? I'm like, Oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? What's he really doing this bullshit now? And then, and then I said, I can't remember what I said after. I mean, I could look it up, but I was like, I'm, I'm going to have to read this later. This, this can't be real. And then I was like, you know what? I hope it is real. Let Watsy, you know, dig its own grave or some shit like that. And then I read it and I sent a message. Okay. You almost got me on that one. If I had not read it, I would have covered this for segment two. And then I was like, Oh, I can still cover it for segment two. <laughs> like, so, uh, we end the joke on or end the year on a little fun, right? You know, so okay, Don, Don, like this, but just Tupac lives, okay, just like this, <laughs> but just Tupac lives. <laughs> uh, so all right, um, I don't want to talk about this anymore. That was a joke. The, the last things I want to talk about for for the real other, and by the way. You're the only ones who are going to get this. I don't think I'm going to clip this out for a second part of segment two. I do want to talk. Oh, no, no, shit. There was one actual real thing I wanted to talk about this. Guess what? They only get they get the real thing. No one else does. What do you got? Okay. Um, So I've watched a few videos on topics similar to this. Like, oh, my God, Watsy's going crazy. What nerd immersion? Um, Ben, I forget the name of his his channel. It does a lot of OSR stuff. Uh, Kedhub, who we uh, ridiculed at one point, but I actually had a pretty good take on it. And there was there was a theme that came up, a theme that came up, and that's greed. Oh my God! Look, look I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys know. <laughs> the people who bitch about loot boxes from EA are either a bad parents or fucking retards. 
I'm not saying I never bought a loot box or anything like that in my life, but I don't give a shit. Like, oh my God, they're scamming people. Don't fucking buy them. You know, you know how many loot boxes I bought? I think I bought one pack for Overwatch because we were streaming it at one point. I paid like 20 bucks. Plus, by that point, I'd played so much of the game. It wasn't hurting me at all. I think I bought some keys. Is that what they're called for, uh, for that Star Trek online game? Yeah, I bought a couple of keys, but again, that was another, that's a free-to-play game that I'd put a, a lot of time into, so I was like, you know what? They, they deserve some money. May as well do a little gambling out of it. I knew what I was getting into. I'm not, I've never been the type of person to put in like, oh, I got $200 because I need the special gun. If that's you, please, please give EA all of your money. Please yep. let that dopamine hit there because I don't fucking care. I get to laugh at you. Now, and, hang on. At the beginning, there was legitimate legitimate grief all right because kids could use their parents credit cards that's a bad with, parent without proper verification from the from the site and say oh no I, I am my parent here you go here's the thing and what what do you do stop your kid from from going in your purse late at night stealing your shit and you're like well you're going to punish him later obviously but mm -hmm. the deed's already done that's the, the same done. thing as kids who made 900 uh, long distance phone calls to australia back in the day I don't see it as any different than that. I, I never did this. I did one time, one time in my life playing one of those old Sierra games. I called the hotline because <laughs> I couldn't get past one part. Um, it was in King's Quest 2 when I was going across that bridge. And I didn't know that the bridge broke after three times going across it. And I had called in. I was like, why do I keep dying here? Come to find out you could only cross it three times and then it breaks. I, I called the hint line for that because, you know, obviously before internet, you know, like we have now. Yeah. My folks found out, holy shit. And I was a teenager then. <laughs> I got my ass handed to me. So um, I, I do understand what you're saying about the verification for credit card. There should be a little bit more of that going on. Yeah. Outside of that, though, but that's not the loot box's fault. That's anything from buying an expansion pack to the game. That That is not... That's just bad parenting. If your kids have access to that, oh, it shuts them up and keeps them happy. Well, excuse me. Oh, you made your bed, you lie in it. What's that? Right, yeah, but uh, uh, Mar Hawkman has a has an idea. Also, early on with the loot boxes, they 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 put in stuff in the loot boxes that you couldn't get in the game mm -hmm. to to try and make you buy. And yep. and don't care. It's almost necessary to beat certain parts of the game having this thing. I've they, never they, run into that situation that in single player, only they in the multiplayer stuff. And guess what I did? I said, fuck you. I'm not playing your PVP then. I get it. And and that was the way to go. But the they, they knew that average psychology means that yeah. the, this this kid's going to want to buy it. Yep. Then then so my, my response to that is announce it, call it out, but don't make fucking legislation over it. That that's that was nonsense. If if you if you know that EA is doing this and you still have that fear of missing out, I gotta play, I gotta play, I gotta play. That's on you. And I literally don't care. Yeah, I mean, I'm torn. I'm a little torn. The reason being is because they they use this to take advantage of children, and children, old people are really the only people that should be severely protected by the government. But because I think that's they, a lack of the parenting, though. Really taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I get that part of it, but I, I still yeah. think that's a lack of parenting. My parents the, didn't hover over me, like as in, uh, you know, oh, can't let you do anything. Yeah, but you'd have but, to hover over to, to, to stop yeah. a kid, you know, a, a, a 9, 10, 11-year-old from, from going into your purse, st stealing a credit card, and, and using it on Fortnite to get $200 worth of skins. 
You'd have to hover over him. You can punish him after the fact. Sure. But the deed's already done. Fortnite already made 200 bucks off of your kid. Yeah. Australia made, or, or AT&T made $900 off that phone bill. And the kid's like, do, 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 exactly. Do, do, do. Yeah. You know what? And <laughs> that, uh, yeah, no, that's, that, that, that's like child brainwashing. And I, I, I'm okay with legislation. I, I am. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm not. I, I it's like it's like the ha I'm happy cool. meal thing well happy meal is targeting to kids so that means you have to buy them no my family did a really damn good job of saying no but then the kid will keep crying then the kid Let gets thrown in his yeah. uh, now if if they if they you know sneak to mcdonald's and come back with a happy meal well that's only what 4.99 5.99 and then they, they get brutally punished and grounded for like eight months or whatever. They're not going to do it again. But if you steal a credit card from your mom in, in, the, in the sneaky link lit late at night, you know, two in the morning and buy, you know, two, three, four hundred dollars on a on a goddamn mobile game. Sure, you're going to get caught just the same as sneaking out to get the Apple meal. But the the cost is so much more severe. And it's so much easier to do. That's what makes it so dangerous. And they're, they're, they're preying on the psychology of a child, which is, which is horrendous. The, to me, the issue isn't the loot boxes. It's the ability for a child to use a parent's credit card. Like uh, yeah. that just still boggles my mind. Uh, so, so, uh, and dragons of loot boxes became a thing because the whales that are willing to pay thousands of dollars and make up for the many that won't write, let them, let them. But he's got the Darth Vader outfit that I want. Fucking bad. Play the game for 10,000 fucking hours. Like, remember, I don't know if you remember, but yeah, that was a big deal. In the beginning, deal. it was 10,000 hours or something yeah. like that you had to play to get, to get like, a Vader or whatever. Yeah, or, and or you know, like I that. was okay with that. I was mad at EA for changing that shit. Not because, uh, not because I think that should even be a thing, but it's just a matter of, like, who the fuck cares? It's a goddamn video game. I'll be a stick figure. I don't care. If that's your reason for playing, get outside, touch some grass, do something. I don't know, like, but... Uh, I, I get this that the whole psychology thing. In fact, Activision, if I remember correctly, got in trouble for having a patented algorithm that employed that psychology. Mm -hmm. Just announce it. Hey, parents, adults, people, this game does this. If you still let your kid play it, oh, I shouldn't say play it. If you still let your kid spend money on it, or you're not in control of how that credit card works, you know. I just, to me, that's more about credit card payments than it is about the game. I think that people should be duped. But no, yeah. let me rephrase that. Not duped. Shouldn't be lied to. But uh, if you can use psychology, that's what sales is. I mean, we talked about scripts earlier, right? That's yeah. what sales is. It's just using a bunch of psychology. They found a way of using the psychology. Parents, spend a little more time with your kids. Go outside. Go camping. Do something. <laughs> the, the, the tablet shuts them up, though. Maybe you shouldn't have had kids. Yeah. Um, but going back to what I was saying, so there's this greed thing. So, uh, but my, my thing, you know, so the, the direction that Watsi's going is all about greed, right? Well, my problem is that literally every corporation, if you have this mentality that because Watsi's trying to find a way of monetizing stuff, uh, that that's just greed, then you believe that everything from a sole proprietor LLC like myself to nike to whatever is just greed that's all it is just greed 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 you know you're, you're running into the shadow run scenario here where every corporation is bad they're all bad 
Now, can we say a lot of them are? Probably, yeah. But not all of them. And making profit is not evil. If you think it is, fuck yourself off a bridge. Yeah. And you go go ahead and, and, uh, and live in China. Right. That's fine. Good for you. Yeah, Co- uh, Communism people, yourself. That's fine. People like that are activists, not intellectuals. And I want to take a... The the uh, problem with with Watsi trying to trying to monetize D and D through through one D and D they're going to do it in some way shape or form they're going to yeah they're going to do it this is this is this is a, a foregone conclusion the the problem is unlike a real good business model there's a free alternative just get the books it's a one time payment you have the books forever. Whereas one D and D, what I bet they're going to do, I bet they're going to have a kind of pay for uh, pay to play service where you can't buy the PDFs anymore. You have to rent them with a membership in one D and D. The moment you you cancel your membership, you lose access to all the PDFs. Well, they already and- have that to some degree. D and D Beyond, a D and D Beyond. I own um, not a book. Check this out. I have to go look exactly what it is, but uh, Crafty got me to log into my D&D account for the first time, uh, D&D Beyond account for the first time in years. I still have it uh, with my little warlock character in there. Mm-hmm. I own two parts of a book. Two parts of Specific a book. Specific parts for your character. or that, that, that were tailored to my character. I think each one cost me 99 cents. There you go. Is that so, useful for anything but your character? No. Nope. Not at all. And if, and what's going to happen is when you no longer pay the monthly membership, you won't even have access to that because there from every purchase from now on is not going to be pay to own. It's going to be pay to rent. Mm -hmm. Everything as a service, everything as a service. Exactly. The only way to get around that is to spend 50 bucks for the book. Sure. It's, it's, it's a lot more expensive than five, but you'll own it forever. And that's, that's another psychological trick that they're trying to trick you into paying the, the five ninety nine for a couple of years. And then in the end, you'll, you'll pay more than for, than if you just bought the book mm-hmm. and you'll be happy about it for some reason, because you're a fucking idiot. I'm put this but, on the show. but the, the, the D and D model is broken because you can just, you don't really need their service to play the game. A smart, a smart monetization model is you need this to play the game. Yes. That is, that is one that people can't get away from and you're going to make money hand over fist. But what Watsi is doing is actually pushing a lot of people away from their online model because you, they, people don't need it. And and I'm going to actually get into that a little bit in the, in the future because we got a comment that, that uh, I know we didn't go through comments in segment one. Maybe I'll do that next week or something. But uh, I definitely have a comment that we're going to read from segment two uh, of last week. But it'll come up in a little bit. Yep. Disable content sharing. Yep. The, this is going to be where, uh, like, uh, like uh, D&D Beyond's problem is that only the game master is buying the books and then sharing the books with his players while they're playing the game. Well, if but that's how a table share, works, too. If, if they cancel that ability to, to, to share your rented books... Then all the players are gonna have to rent them as well. More money for Watsi. So I'm gonna put this other comment up because uh, this is this is moving into my next uh, point here. So business that does make a profit will does fail. Not. 
Hmm? Oh, does not make it. Yeah, does not make a profit. Will fail. So you can't. This is my notes here. So you can't make a sustainable. I'm sorry. You can't make sustainable money just selling a core rulebook. Because sooner or later you're going to saturate the market. No matter how many people play, you're going to saturate the market, right? So no matter how many supplements you make, people are going to get bored. They're going to get tired of. I'm not bored of fifth edition. Yeah, but you know what? You're probably tired of just the player's handbook. Chances are. You might not be that person, but chances are you, your table, whatever, are looking for something a little bit beyond that. Yep. That's just the way the human nature side of things works. The choice for a company like Watsi is to change, change the game, to change how you play the game, or to reinvigorate the fans, oh, and to reach out to new customers. How do you do that? How do you reach out to fans and to new customers? That's a tough one when you're talking tabletop role-playing games. When I say, like, I've got all the books I need. I don't need any more books. So how do you entice me to play? That almost makes them have to get new players, new fans to the game, right? Because if you don't get new customers as a company, and I'm keeping that, that uh, message up there for a reason, you will die as a company. The other option, as Heathen Dog was saying, is find something to monetize. Oh, I don't need you to buy a new book. Now I need you to buy the VTT. Now I need you to buy this POG or token, whatever the fuck they're called. Now I need you to buy this the, tabletop the... simulator. Right. It's awesome. So, personally, me, I'm on the side of the hobby, the traditions, the game as is comes first. That comes first. F all the rest. Don't change it. That's why I don't like third edition. You could say you don't like second edition, whatever, but generally speaking, the TSR editions are generally compatible. The entire rewrite came with third edition, right? And then fifth edition isn't even compatible with third edition. So uh, they do these uh, big rewrites. But people who make a living because of the game, you know, the Watsi employees, right? They're going to look for money first. Why? Is it greed? No, it's because they have bills. It's yeah. because they have kids. They have employees. It's so they have to look at ways of monetizing stuff where people like I will say, let the fucking company die. Let the game die. It's a shit game compared to what it was. I don't care how many people play it. That's the player. That's the hobbyist mindset. That is the correct mindset. But a company wanting to monetize thing, that's correct for them because they have right. employees. They got bills. They got all this stuff that they have to keep people afloat. I get it. I don't like it because I'm on the other side. So is he. And that's not greed, it's survival. Yeah. See, I, I've already said this, but I want it to die. They don't want it to die, right? Yeah. So they change, and they ruin it to get the bills paid. Yes, I'm stressing the word ruin. I, you could be, I'd like 3.0 better than first edition. Well, you're, you're an idiot. And I say that not because of game mechanics or rolling D20s. I say that because it's not Dungeons & Dragons. As I've said for many, many well, years probably now, D&D 5th edition is a zombie a simulacra, or oh, I guess it's you know simulacrum because just one, or a doppelganger of what D and D was, and not even a good copy. You can see through it. It's an illusion. You can see right through that fucking thing. It's not the same. Is it a passable game? Sure, but it's not Dungeons and Dragons, no matter what's stamped on the cover. So, so they have to look at monetizing those sparkle ponies, and you dumbasses pay for it. You could actually say, well, Max, you're a dumbass. You paid for it as well. You spent $1.98 
on D&D Beyond for two things that you need or whatever the fuck the price was, made 99 cents, dollar night, whatever the hell it was back in 2018 for two pieces out of there. And I'd have to say, you're right. In that regard, you are right. I, I paid for that one aspect of it. I'm just as guilty as anybody else. Now, unfortunately, I didn't have this available because I closed everything. So let me get to the comments. So in the meantime, while I'm getting the comments here on what we've talked about so far, Heathen, I'll go for put your okay. two cents in there. Um, let's look. Let's look at some chat while we're doing that. Uh, well, these, these, by the way, these comments are directly related to what I'm talking about. That's why I had these stars. And, and the whole Palladium thing, where uh, they they shrink their company down to three people. I think it's two, actually. I think it's two people now. And that that's exactly what they did. Every everyone else, sure, they got lots of people working on books when they're coming out. Editors, typesetters, uh, uh, Ill illustrators, everything. But they're all contractors. They're all they're all paid for the job, and that's it. They're not on the payroll. And that is a more sustainable model. W will you will you get the 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 drive and the and the conviction and the blood, sweat, and tears out of every person because of that? No. You won't, but that's what Kevin and uh, who else? Sean, Wayne. I, I, I don't. Uh, I don't think he's a, a full-time employee yet. Sean, yeah, he's the co-creative uh, director. Okay, yeah, then he's a full. Yeah, uh, you have uh, Ke Kevin and Sean, actually putting in their blood, sweat, and tears, so so the people reading the book can feel it. But everyone else, the illustrator, the the copy setter, the the you know the the editor, all that stuff, they're just contractors. You know, they're, they're, they're paid to play and that's it. They don't have skin in the game. So that, that's a more sustainable model for them. What's so this? two, two comments that I want to read. Well, Hawkman actually had a really good one here, which said the Madden microtransactions are like a billion dollar industry. This goes back to what we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. Literally apart from the base game, players hate it, but they keep on buying year after year. That's your fault. Yeah. Not Mark Hawkman's fault. That's you, no. the players. If you are built into this and you hate it, that's like buying games from people who hate you. I, I hate what Watsy's doing with 5e. Why'd you buy it? Well, it's what my players play. Be a fucking man. Step up and let's play something else. Well, they won't. We'll find a new group. But they're my friends. We have bad friends. Yeah. Go to the <laughs> movies together. Don't play games together. Yeah, exactly. Find a new group. Uh, each year, the servers remove these quote unquote teams that have people paid to win and reset it all with a slap uh, and slap the current year on the title. Well, they update some more things than that, but yeah, I used to play a lot of Madden. I don't anymore. And each year people play it again. I just don't see D and D players doing this. Really? Uh, they yeah, will. they will. People are <laughs> people, man. Sorry. Yeah. The spark, the sparkle pony thing. That's actually, do you know where that comes from? No, that comes from world of Warcraft. Hmm. People paid real money to have a fucking horse that looked like a goddamn uh, um, spark sparkle pony. That's what it looked like. My Little Pony. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because it's because it's different. It's neat. What does it do for you? It, it, it looks, look at it. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, uh, not even pure five e apologists. I think they're barking up the wrong tree and might just lose their asses on that one. If they do, it's going to be because people jump ship before then, not because of this. Right now, here is the uh, comment that just absolutely set me off. If I can find it, I know who wrote it. I just have to find it. Uh oh, needs more cowbell. Wrote it. Where's needs more cowbell? And you can search the page now. 
I probably can, yeah. After I scroll back up to the top. <laughs> there it is. Okay. This one starts off innocuous enough, but you'll know why it sets me off in a moment. Okay. Video games have shown that players will spend money to customize the appearance of their characters. Yes, True. they're fucking retards. Yep. Stupid. Now, if you have spending cash to do it, I don't care. But if you do it and then complain about it, fuck off. Players would pay to unlock various hair colors, st- hairstyles, etc. Right. Yep. And to be fair, I have done that in games before. Very few times, but I have done that in games before. Games that I wanted to support. Armor, shields, and weapons could be customized. You could pay for a mount or for a companion. Map tiles, tokens. Now we're starting to talk about Uh-oh. the D&D stuff. Yep. You could pay for a mount or a companion. Map tiles, tokens, and objects would be available for the DM to purchase. Okay. Sounds about like a typical loot box type thing, right? Or, yeah. or okay, or not not a loot box, but microtransaction. Microtransaction. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I probably spent around a hundred dollars on Roll Twenty for graphics as a DM. First of all, don't use Roll Twenty. They hate white people. Openly have said that. Um, part of the part of the purchase price is Roll Twenty paying for the storage and bandwidth. All right. There are also VTTs where players play for free and the DM pays a subscription price for software storage and bandwidth. Okay. Stating facts. That's fine. There's some rationale for this as a player. Oh, so there's some rationale for this as players don't get much digital storage for graphics and DMS are heavy graphics customers. Okay. Consumer. Or consumers. Thank you. To me, it's time and space saver. Okay. I, I want to say that again. To me, it's a time and space saver. I don't have to store miniatures. Hey, fucktard! I know you fucking are on our channel a lot, and you post a lot of great comments, but Jesus fucking Christ, you don't have... I have no minis! Zero minis! You don't fucking need them to play the game! You are... All these people like, I got 25,000 miniatures! Do you like them? Do you enjoy them? Do you enjoy painting them? Yes. Okay, do you feel like you have to have them to play? No? Okay, I have no problem with that. I have, I have to have a miniature to play a game. No, you fucking don't. Heath Dog, how many times have you been in my games where I threw out miniatures on the table? Uh, I think there was one game where someone brought in a miniature, but usually it was like either lint, coin, or dice. Yeah, whatever. Hey, about here, <laughs> scribbling out here. I mean, somebody would bring in their own miniatures or whatever. You don't have to have them. And this mentality that, oh, it's, it's I've got to have them. Well, I like them. I don't care that you like them. They're not needed. So none of this fucking matters. And by the way, this guy does post a lot of interesting comments on our hang video. On, so on. I'm not mad him, at him yet. You, you, you got mad at the, at the, at the, all I hear is that he likes these things and it's, he likes using miniatures and this is a big time and space saver. So far, that's fact. So far for him, but, that but, is fact. And if it's, it's good but for it's him, stupid. if he feels like he's getting value from paying this stuff, it's enhancing his experience and he's not bitching about the price whatever whatever i don't care i don't but like it conceptually this goddamn if, if at the end of this comment he's like oh but i i really don't like the price then fuck him then I'll, I'm, well, I'm I, I don't like it conceptually i'll just be up front with you i yeah. don't like it conceptually because it's sounding like whether it works for him or not like this is some sort of like i need this because it does these things yeah maybe i'm reading between the lines yeah. you don't need any of this stuff no, none of it you have done. a noodle that's all you need he has decided he needs this stuff to play the game the way he wants to play. And that's fine. That's fair. 
bad for the if hobby. It enhances your experience and you're paying for it and you're not bitching about paying for it. More power to you. And you're grown more power to you. Don't care. I, it's, it's a bad presence for the hobby. I, I don't like it no, at all. I, I, I get it, but the, he he's talking for him to me. It's a time and space saver hmm? to me. He said it right there. He's talking only for himself. I don't have to store rule books. You don't have to do that anyway. I don't have to create terrain. You don't have to do that anyway. Yeah. Apparently, for him, he but does learn to how to play better to get the enjoyment out of the game he wants. He's he going to pay Watsy for this nonsense. Okay. That's, and that's fine. That's fine. As long as he doesn't bitch about it at the end, I'm cool with this. I don't have to buy and paint miniatures. You don't have to do that in the first place. Doesn't work for everyone, but it works for me. No, no, you're, you're, it's a crutch. It's a crutch for you. Nope. Hey, hey, you know what? It's, it's it, a crutch. I'm, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him. So I, I took the statement as more of a crafting aspect of the game is holding back sales. What? Okay, Customers maybe, don't. Maybe he explains that. Hang on. Customers don't want to have to learn to paint or 3D print to play the game. You don't okay, have okay. to. Now, now you're now you're going away from yourself. Now, now you're grouping in your your idea of how to play the game with other people. That's wrong. This paragraph is wrong. Go back, edit this comment, take out this paragraph, and and then you'll be better. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have raised if it wasn't for the second the second when I first read it. This time around, I already know what it says. So they can monetize graphics on their server easier than they can monetize miniatures, paint, and terrain. Again, it's shit you don't need. Stop acting like that is a necessity for the game. It is not. And if that's the only way you can play it, find a new fucking hobby. No, no. If it's, yes. the, if it's the way he wants to play it, let him play I didn't it. say that. I didn't say that. Okay. I said and if that's the only way you can play it, because that's what I'm taking out of here, that. I have to have miniatures. He never they said did. that. To me... You said to me, it's time and space saver. So right, right up here. This, I don't have to store miniatures. Yes. Yeah. He likes playing with miniatures and now he doesn't have to store them. That's awesome. Right. For him. Sure. Uh, you don't have to store them if you don't use them. Hey, you don't for, need them. Fuck, fuck you, Shlo. No. All right. Fuck you. No, fuck you. Stop. Stop screwing with people's gameplay. If he wants to pay for it and he's happy to do it, let him. If he wants to play with miniatures and he says, I, I like playing with miniatures and I don't want to play without them great he never said you you have to play with miniatures never in this whole fucking thing you have to do you have to do that it's the only way to play no never did no, this, no I, I disagree wants play with miniatures. I, he wants to do that right let him i don't have a problem if you play with miniatures but when you're in here saying i don't have to storm anymore so this what what's he's doing is like a good thing no it's not no it it's is a good thing for him no because he he has lots of more he has lots more uh, shelf space now awesome good for him no just play without miniatures. Stop yeah, acting like this is the way to play. You're just being a dick now. That's I, yeah, I don't give a fuck if I'm being a dick. All I right. will absolutely go to somebody like this and say, F you, you're bad for the hobby. All right. Done it, done it before. If you stuck on the whole concept, like, oh, I got to have miniatures to play. No, or VTT, that fucking VTT nonsense. But I only play with people online. We did it without a VTT. Go check it yeah. out. That's true. Now, if anywhere, in this comment, he put in there, you know, if you want to, if you want to play right, you have to play with miniatures or something to that effect. I'd be with you. Fuck this guy. Burn him in a fire. But nowhere. In fact, he, he specifically stressed at one point him. He's talking for him. And that's fine. I'm just going to catch up on chat here. Uh, are people not? Uh, 
What are you talking about, Bruce? Because I did use something that Bruce said. Because Bruce was the one that said he had like 25,000 minutes. But I know Bruce well enough to know, first of he all. He loves painting him. He loves painting him, yeah. Yeah, that's his thing. That, that, that's, his, that's his Zen garden, is painting yep. miniatures. Okay. So, so I don't, I don't have a problem with that. It's the people who act like you can, you. I have to have miniatures to play the game. Well, no, you don't. You don't ever have to have miniatures to play the game. Well, I have ADHD. I don't fucking care. Take your meds. Do something. The hobby is not for everyone. Now, if you find that to be a better way to play, and this is where I agree with Heathen Dog, if you find that to be a better way to play, I'm not going to flip over your table. But to make a comment here, like, to support nonsense, well, I want a way to pay for it, because uh, first of all, I use the shitty VTT that has actually come out and said, we don't want more white people. Uh, and then, uh, like, I can put all this stuff on there. Literally none of that is needed. Try playing without it. And if you can't do it, I don't know. Work on your imagination. Read a book or two or something. Figure it out. It's not needed. And while the words here aren't need, and I know I, just, I understand how Heathen Dog thinks about this stuff, where he's like, uh, doesn't say it there. The implication is absolutely there. I can use my noodle and see through the implication on that one. Now, so those two comments, Mar Hawkman's and this one, goes back to this is why Watsy can get by with this shit. Because the inherent nature of people, as Mar Hawkman pointed out with, uh, with Madden, or you can point out with Overwatch, or you can point out with World of Warcraft, whatever, people are going to do it. And then here, we're, oh, my excuses, my excuses, I've got to, my excuses. No. You can do, uh, well, that's not a real notebook. You can pick up a notebook and scribble stuff down. You don't need any of that. You might need a rule book. Okay, I'll give you that one. You need a rule book. But you know what? Physical copies and PDFs still exist. Even without that nonsense. Well, my game doesn't support that. Get a different game. Make your own game. To act like this, this, this need is out there. I have to have this. You don't. To be fair, if we're going to play with miniatures, and I have used miniatures in my games. Sometimes people take it too far. Like, I've never used them ever in my life. Like, no, I do have miniatures uh, when, when well, they're you, necessary. You played Mech War. Obviously, you've used miniatures in gaming. I have a total of eight mechs. Eight. We would just proxy them. Yeah, this Vindicator here. Yeah, that's going to act as a Warhammer. <clears throat> I don't need all this nonsense where it's like, it's got to be perfect or it's not right. That's why I didn't play a, a Warhammer. Because Warhammer required you to have painted miniatures in at least three colors. Fuck off. We use pieces of paper and we cut them up into the formations. One inch squares. And that's how, that's how we move stuff along. Anyway. This is why it is going to work. This is why uh, the, the stuff that uh, Watsi's doing, people are like, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. But you're going to support it. Yeah. People, people are trained from childhood to go with the flow of society. To go with the flow. They're trained to. So they're they're gonna bitch about it, but in the end, they're gonna look left, they're gonna look right. Oh my Huckman says that wasn't him. Oh, I thought that was you. Oh. I don't know. I thought that was just a play on your name. My bad. Okay, well it's not it's not Mar Hawkman then. <laughs> uh I don't know your real name. So ultimately, uh what is it? So oh, have we been through this before? This is the other part that came up. Have we been through this before? This is kind of a change of topic. Uh but to, yes, every edition change, every edition change, uh, 
Well, oh, every game change, to be honest. Anytime we sat there and said, you know what? We're getting a little tired of D&D. Let's try Palladium Fantasy. Let's try Earth Dawn. Let's try Champions. Let's try... What, what other games Shadowrun, did we play? Shadowrun, yeah. Try, you know, White, uh, White Wolf. Especially, but let's, let's stick to D&D, right? Have we been through this before? Right. You may still play Basic or Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, but most people don't. Most people play 5e or 3 or Pathfinder. Yeah, I know the people watching us probably play OSR, probably play Advanced AD&D or Basic, right? But most people do not. The cool thing is, is you don't have to give WotC any more money. So this doesn't really affect you. But how does it affect the people playing 5e? Well, it only it only affects someone playing 5e if if everyone else is doing it and they literally can't play with their group anymore if they don't do it as well. And again, Watsi Watsi's probably counting on that. Peer pressure is also an, an, another another uh, avenue into into the the uh, sheeple mind, and that's exactly what's going to happen. Close. Uh, you are you're you're okay. roboting, and you're yep. frozen. I see it. Am I back yet? You're kind of. You're a little glitchy. Yeah, I see it up there. It's, it's giving me the bad signal. Come on. Well, I'm going to keep talking and hopefully the, well, it won't matter. Is that going, all that wrong? <laughs> it's not working. Yep, you, I can't even hear anymore. Rest all blood. Nope. All right. They're trying to shut Max down. Exactly right. Exactly right. Watsy's coming for you. Lock up your wife. Lock up your kids. Lock up your stream. I think the time has come to wrap up. I think you're right. Because this doesn't look that uh, he's gone. All right. So he's gonna he's probably gonna reset his router. He's gonna come back. That's that's what's gonna happen. But uh in the meantime, I think we will wrap it up uh because we really don't have time for a segment three. But uh I hope you liked your your special you and members that come after you have a special segment two just for you. The fake segment two is for everyone else. And remember, when you comment on the fake segment two, comment like you think it's absolutely real, whether you agree with us or not, that it's absolutely real. But at the end of it, at the end, everyone who's in on the joke writes Tupac lives. Everyone. That'll fuck with everyone's head. It'd be awesome. Mac, just 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 pay the five ninety nine for upgraded internet. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> oh yeah, hashtag it. There you go. Hashtag Tupac lives. There you go. That's what you do. All right, there we go. You're not supporting rappers. You're not supporting rappers because Tupac is not alive. So you're not supporting anyone.
Yeah, I already got that. Yeah, I got that. that was a good one. I like that. I don't know what that was about, but uh, okay. Yeah, everything here shut down. Like, so it was it was my router or something. Uh, okay. I want. I'm going to finish up my last comment here, uh, da, da, da. just to let everybody know, because the whole point of that was about oh, corporate greed and all, all this, and and it's just going after people. Well, ultimately, here's the thing: when everything about the business, when when you're playing basic, right, and mm -hmm. you're not willing to move on to third edition. They've got to find that new market and it's not going to be you yeah. and it's not going to be me. Nope. And they made changes for that new market. I don't like, we bitch about it, right? I don't play mm -hmm. third edition. I don't play fifth edition. We still bitch about it because it's yep. the 800 pound gorilla outside of that. It does what it does. And you just have to understand that monetization. It's, it's like when people complain about, Oh, why is palladium books doing a Kickstarter? They're a major corporation. That should just be for the little person. No, it is a, avenue of making money it is an avenue of determining sales they're going to do all of that and you have to understand that watsi is going to monetize in the way that it sees fit you have to be the adult in the room and not pay for it if you're going to be like connell sword i forget his name oh no i'm sorry no that wasn't him it was uh need more cowbell then you're the problem don't complain and you know what if uh if nemo cowbell doesn't complain i still disagree with his premise completely but if he doesn't complain then it's his like, money yeah like heathen dog said he can do what he wants my argument is his entire premise was bullshit but so uh any final words on that and then i've got two little mini things to get through you can go if you want but uh i got it. two two that little mini it. things I, I do have to go because it is time to make dinner supposed to have 15 more minutes oh stop That's, <laughs> that hasn't been a thing in almost a year <laughs> that's fine all right goodbye everyone have a good night remember comment on the video tupac lives yes that way we all know you're in on the joke i do want to get a chance to talk to you if, uh, tonight if possible okay all right with that uh two things that i want to show as uh i should have done this uh well, no, I shouldn't have. I was going to get to this later. All right. If you're not aware, there are two Palladium books. Let's start with this one. On Bundle of Holding, two of them. Two Palladium books. Bundles of Holding. Rift's Core Mega. There you go. Rift's Ultimate Edition. Three Rift's Guides and Kits. And well, here we can look at some of them, right? Uh, there you go. Rift's Ultimate PDF. Game Master's Guide. It is not a good Game Master's Guide. Uh, just send it. I'm almost done uh the the riffs game master guide is not a good one i at least i didn't think it was i thought that the heroes unlimited one was so much better but the index and adventures well the index hey look an index but the adventures was actually pretty dang good um it's got source book book of magic bestiary black market all types of uh, good books so uh and then let's go to the other one oops there we go riffs land and sea and we've got Atlantis, Underseas, Lemuria, Splin, I don't even know what the hell that is, Secrets of the Atlanteans. Oh, look, Triax. Is that it? I thought there were more books than that. For some reason, I thought there were more books. Oh, nine more uh, Rifts books. Uh, can I click that? Explore that collection? Oh, so... Okay, England, Africa, Triax, South America, 1 and 2, Japan, Mystic, Russia. You can get the idea. Ton of books. Check that out. I'm going to put the link to both bundles in description.
So let's, uh, or not in the description, sorry, I'm going to put it right there. Boom. And then, I mean, from here, you can just find the other. I'll put that link in there. You can find the other one just by going to the top. And of course, there's even the shadow on one E and two E. I was going to have Heathen Dog on to comment about that. I did not get this one because I have all the Shadowrun books that I want. I don't feel the need to get any more. But if you're into Shadowrun, there you go. I got a mega bundle of that as well. So, anywho. And then the other thing that I wanted to talk about real quickly, it's not even talk about. I wanted to let give you just a quick rundown of what we plan on doing for next year. So next year, segment one is going to be generally the same. Segment one is going to be introductions, introduction to a game, read-throughs, and let's learns. So pretty much what we've been doing, kind of the read-throughs that you've been seeing with Palladium, or even the stuff that we did before Palladium, you're going to see that. Segment two is going to be overviews, fundamentals, and how-tos. What's the difference? Well. Segment one is probably going to be slower and a little more boring. And it's going to take probably weeks to get through a lot of the books, right? Just like we've been doing now. It took how many weeks to get through Heroes Unlimited? Because we're going to be presenting it, I wouldn't say word for word, actually. I'm going to try to tone some of that down so that we're not reading so much. But we're going to be presenting it to you as the book presents it to you. Segment two, on the other hand, is going to be like, how do you run combat in Palladium? What is source book number one about? And we're going to do that in one segment. So there, there aren't going to be, you know, three weeks on, on a world book. It's going to be done mm -hmm. in one segment. We're going to try to keep them to around a half hour. But, you know, some of them are definitely going to go uh, longer than that. Uh, so this uh, opinions and commentary stuff that you see up there, hopefully I get the graphics done in time. We'll see if I do. But uh, that is going to be saved for the Friday Night Chill Stream. Friday Night Chill Stream is going to be the panel where we sit around, we... We complain, we bitch, we laugh, we cry, uh, we mock, we do all of that. That is going to be relegated to the Friday Night Chill Stream, where all the in-game type stuff is going to be here on RPG Digest. And that way, we uh, we talk about more than one game. We you know do one thing in a format that's uh, we'll say I don't want to say more in depth, but it's it's definitely more procedural. Where the other one is more overviewish unless we're doing a specific how-to so uh yeah yeah it's friday night rant stream now yes so well no heathen dog is going to be doing it not me so uh he wants to keep him to 30 minutes i told him he doesn't have to keep it to 30 minutes i would rather have good content out there and if a, if a source book has got an hour and a half of good content do it but how do i say this i want to put more into it than say like total party skills did with his because i thought he did some really good videos on certain uh dimension books source books whatever i want to put a little bit more into it than that like i would love them to be broken i've got to talk to heathen dog a little bit about this but i'd like to have them broken down into this is like uh this is the overview of the setting what it's about here's the landscape here's the beastie area here are adventure ideas you know something like that maybe each one being about 15 ish minutes uh ultimately he's going to decide how he wants to do that uh you know and then the weeks when he can't do that if you guys uh remember i mean i have it on there you can find it uh i went through a combat like a three or four combat rounds or something within uh coriolis so it'll be kind of a how-to so we'll mix some of that in because i've had some people say hey can you run through combat scenario in palladium yeah that's probably a good idea the thing is is Combat scenarios can get pretty advanced. 
So, but uh, you can want Robotech. You're probably not going to get, it. <laughs> but maybe. I mean, that's up to him. Uh, since it since it'll be the segment two, he's handling that. It won't be part of segment one at all. But uh, it, it, segment two, if uh, if you convince him to do that, I mean, it doesn't seem with his uh, in, you know enjoyment of Robotech that it'd be too hard to convince him to do it because uh, there's no rule that says he has to do in publication games for that we did that for segment one because we wanted to promote the games that you could actually buy but uh, uh as far as opinion and commentary go only if it's oh my god relevant we have to talk about it now and there's nothing else and we may do some reviews of like actual reviews of source books and games so so can't pay five ninety nine. <laughs> No, no, you can't pay five ninety nine for that because uh, again, he's going to control that side. I mean, you have to ask Heathen Dog. He's going to control most of the. We're kind of flip flopping. Where I control most of segment two now, he's going to control most of segment two uh, going forward. Where he controls most of segment one now, I'll be controlling most of segment one going forward. So here are the games uh, that uh, that we're going to be covering in twenty twenty three. At least this is the attempt we're going to attempt to cover, and this is the in depth stuff. This is the segment one stuff. We're going to start with uh, Mutant Chronicles. $5.99 for Roma Tech confirmed. Again, talk to Heathen Dog. Talk to Heathen Dog. Well, uh, the fat gamer, see, the fat gamer's doing Robotech. I don't want to step on his toes. You thought about doing a third stream? There's, nobody has time for a third stream. I can barely get him on to stay on this one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, again, talk to Heathen, post on our Discord, bug Heathen Dog about uh, the Segment 2 content. The Segment 1 content is written, is already in stone, in terms of depending on how far we get. So, we're going to start with Mutant Chronicles 3rd Edition. Yeah, I know, Modifius lost it, but we're doing 3rd Edition because it's the tie-in, and the timing for this couldn't be worse, but... Uh, it's going to help us understand the 2D20 system so that when we cover Conan 2D20, which Modifius just lost. Uh, I know a lot of people love it. We we give it the... Uh... All right, weird guy, you have a good one. Again, thank you for the super chats today. You have a good one, sir. Uh, we, uh, it will have us ready to go so that we're not screwing it up because I know a lot of people feel ways about things when it comes to Conan 2D20 and we don't want to screw it up. So... Uh... After that, we're going to cover Jovian Chronicles. I always, I constantly get messages saying cover Jovian Chronicles. So I'm going to splurge. I'm going to go buy the books, and we're going to do a read-through of Jovian Chronicles. Then I plan on covering Dungeons & Delvers, the dice pool version. Why the dice pool version? Because it's the one I would like more. I don't like the D20 system. So uh, I understand that he's not as fond of that as maybe the other one, but uh, hey. That's the one that uh, that we're going to cover. This is partially contingent on one thing, and I'm going to put a little drama out here. Um, David Guile doesn't like me anymore. Now, I don't expect him to. I'm not going to ask him to. But, you know, we're going to look at the time frame. I want to cover it because I think it was a, it's a good game. I like David, even though he doesn't like me. Uh, we had one spat. It turned into a situation where now he doesn't talk to me anymore. But, uh, oh well. Uh, I have no issues with him, and I like the concept of his game, and I want to check it out. And I think, I don't know if it's Omen Owl or if it's Weird Guy, but one of those two uh, have it and actually like the, uh, 
the dice pool system. So I want to give that a little bit of love. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was this month. It's going uh, craftier or Malachi or Aaron Dragon. Somebody can put the link into the company that's going to be taking it over. The assumption that I was told, and this might have been from Crafty, is that they have until the end of this year to buy up and create and fabricate whatever all the product they want. As December 31st, they lose it, and then they'll have the fire sale after that. Uh, I don't know exactly the, the actual real status of that. So, what do I have? Mutant Chronicles 3rd Edition, Conan 2D20. So we're going to hit those two Modiphius games right there. I'm not a fan of Modiphius, but again, the Conan 2D20 thing, we were paid to do it to some degree, and the people have been waiting, and there we go. And like I said, Mutant Chronicles is first because we want to get the 2D20 system down properly. So if we make any mistakes, you can all yell us on the Mutant Chronicles side. So when we get into Conan 2D20, it's more enjoyable for the folks. So Jovian Chronicles, and then hopefully Dungeons and Delvers. After that, we're going to be hitting Free League games. And this is a rough one for me because the same company that's taking over Conan 2D20 is also taking over Mutant Year Zero. And I'm pretty pissed about that. Modifi, or not Modifi, sorry, Free League doesn't seem like it wants to support its original games anymore. So um, the jury's still out on that because I will be doing for Mutant Year Zero, Gen Lab Alpha, Mechatron 7, and Elysium. Those will be, I mean, the first one might be slow, but after that, it'll be pretty quick because they're just the same game. Here are the differences. So it'll probably be like the game and then one episode on each of the differences or maybe one episode total on the differences between them because there aren't many. Um, then we'll do Forbidden Lands. Coriolis. I'm guessing I'm going to do Vason. I have that on the list. Uh, and then after that, as time permits, Twilight 2000, One Ring, Simba Room, Death in Space, yada, yada, if there's time. Uh, I was planning on doing uh, Traveler Classic this year, but I don't think we're going to have time so that's uh so that's for the segment ones if none of those games interest you sorry but uh that's uh, a lot of those were requested at one point or another and other ones are games that i'm interested in and other ones <clears throat> yeah yeah are games that i know that people have the free league publishing one i'm guessing that'll start around the may time frame that one's a little bit up in the air simply because like I said, Free League doesn't seem to be supporting Mutant Year Zero, Coriolis. Yeah, I know it just came out with the third, uh, the third in the series of uh, the Mercy of the Icons, but they're pretty adamant about the fact that uh, they'd sooner do a, a second edition of the game than do any more expansions to it. And they didn't seem enthused about doing a second edition of the game. And it's probably because Alien is an IP people recognize and makes more money. I think Coriolis is a better, uh, better campaigns type game. So, um, it's like so. Aaron Dragon. My understanding is that uh, Solomon Kane, Pinnacle lost Solomon Kane. Modiphius lost, um, uh, Conan. My understanding is that Mutant Year Zero is being licensed through. It's that same company. If you go to that company's website, I forget its name. It's all on its website. Uh. That part is like because because Free League's kind of like whatever with its with its uh we'll call it its old games. You're gonna focus more on things like Blade Runner. They're gonna focus more on the One Ring. They're gonna focus on the things that honestly, let's be honest, their IPs people recognize and make them money. You know, I hate it because I love Mutant Year Zero. I love Coriolis and I love Forbidden Lands, and I'm pretty sure Forbidden Lands will still be a thing. But uh, some of those other ones, they're, they're putting out content for Vason. But when you have two 
three science fiction games alien or coriolis which one's going to get the love mutant year zero wasn't a big people didn't buy it just wasn't a big seller for for people i don't know why i i like it a lot the three main aspects of the game i don't really care for elysium too much but i get it i like mutant year zero i like mutant gen lab alpha and i like mutant mechatron but hell you can't even get the mutant mechatron book we, we bitched about that in a previous stream so Anyway, uh, so that's the plan for next year. Some of that is, again, that's a plan that's not set in stone necessarily, except for Mutant Chronicles and Conan 2D20 and Jovian Chronicles. Those three are set in stone. After that, it's, it's the plan. So uh, you guys want to interject or, or add more? As for segment twos, yes. Heathen Dog is going to be doing a lot of Palladium source books, a, a lot, a, mostly riffs, but uh, you know he can put in Palladium fantasy he wants in there. But there are going to be times I know Heathen Dog well enough. There will be times when he'll want to take a break. He'll want to research a book a little better, where we'll be like, "Uh oh, I need to put something in here." And that's when we can do things like, uh, uh, "What is it that uh, you guys like?" We can do things like Robot. <laughs> we can do things. Uh, a different game or we can do a better how-to or we can do yeah some other fundamental let's just put it that way so i think that's it i don't think i need to, to talk too much more about that if you guys have any questions in chat go ahead and i'll let you guys okay do you guys want a segment three today or no if you want to say, if you're planning on coming in here because you got something you want to talk, it has to be what we talked about today. If you want a segment three, I'll, I'll have one. Other than that, we've been doing this for four hours. I thought this was going to be a short stream. Every time I think it's going to be a short stream, I'm wrong. And uh, we'll just move on. So you let me know in chat. Segment three, or should we wrap it up? And also, what are your thoughts about the, the games that we're covering? I, I want to be clear that most of the games were requested. One of them, Conan 2D20, was bought and paid for. So no, that isn't going to be adjusted. Crafty says, end it here. Okay. As for next week, right now, my plan is to maybe stream. <laughs> That's right. You'll know when I... When I uh, Schedule it and it goes live to everybody or doesn't. So, uh, what is Jovian Chronicles? You will find out, I'm guessing, April ish. <laughs> it's a game by DreamPod, DreamPod 9. Uh, the only DreamPod 9 game I have. Oh, you can't see. Where is it? Where's my heavy gear game? Oh, it's down behind me. Only DreamPod 9 game I have is the one that looks like the warning labels right there. Heavy Gear. And it's the original 19-whatever, 90-whatever uh, silhouette version. Apparently the silhouette system has gone through some revisions, so it's not such a pain in the butt. I didn't like the original silhouette system because I thought it was too easy to, to cheat. But... Um, uh, Okay. <laughs> All right. So, folks, you're pretty much saying it's okay to end now, but uh, it's it's a it's a science fiction game done by DreamPod Nine, Canadian company. So it's going to have bad pronouns in it, but they, you know it is what it is. So.
All right. Well, I guess with that, I'll let you guys go. Thank you very much for hanging up for the four hours. Crafty says Tribe 8 was an amazing game. Never played that one. I, the only ones that I paid attention to were Heavy Gear and, uh, and Jovian Chronicles. And I never played Jovian Chronicles. I actually never owned jo Jovian Chronicles. So. Um, but I do thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, if I don't see you before then, I hope every one of you has a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. And I look forward to having a great year next year. And all of that, you know, is contingent upon uh, if you guys, not if you guys are happy, how do I say it? You know, if, if you guys still like what we're doing and we can't know if you like what we're doing, if you don't tell us uh, like this, don't like that. And the best place to do that is on our Discord. So. All right, uh, let me not Minnesota goodbye this thing. So we'll just head out. I, I'm, I'm kind of stalling because I just want to make sure that uh, everything in chat was caught up on. It looks like it was. It doesn't look like anybody has any comments, questions, concerns about. I'm kind of mad that that rant part of it, where Heathen Dog and I are yelling at each other, uh, isn't going to go into the segment. But I, I really want that segment. I want people to look at that joke. Remember, Tupac lives. Uh, I, w I want people to think that we took that joke seriously, even if we were giving it away for pe anybody who knows us, because I think we're chuckling a little bit too much. <laughs> That's, uh... All right, with that, thank you, everyone. I don't have any words of wisdom other than don't buy games from people who hate you. Don't, mo don't buy monetization. Don't buy microtransactions from if you don't need them. If you have the money and you want to pay for them, great. Don't bitch about them then. I mean, that's that's the thing. Don't bitch about them. I'm not going to come over and flip over your table and tell you how to play a game. People like, uh, you know, needs more cowbell. I, I think personally that that was just I, Heathen Dog was taking him specifically at his word. This is why I understand where Heathen Dog was coming from. He's taking him specifically at his word. I don't. I'm not a letter of the law person. I'm a spirit of the law person. And I was reading into his words intentionally. And his words say, I have to play with mini, so I need this stuff. No, you fucking don't. Just because he didn't say that in specific words doesn't mean it's not true. You don't need that shit. You don't have to play with minis. If you want to play with minis, great, play with minis. And if that's a time saver for you, great. Give Watsy all your fucking money. Let and, and then let uh, you know let people bitch about uh, the fact that the game's going to shit because you keep giving them money. You know, there you go. Get what you pay for. I, that, I think that's the lesson here. You get what you pay for. And if you're going to pay for the microtransactions, you're going to get the microtransactions. <laughs>